episode 17 of Les Odrants. Briefly interrupted by Ben coughing there, all the way through the intro. I mean, I can cut it out, but no worries. Shall we do that again? Start again. Start again. Come along. Spit spot. Spit spot. No, I'm not starting again. I am styling this one out. We're pushing through. Come on. Right, so, uh, well... <laughs> right, epi- this is going to be a long one, isn't it? Episode 17 of Les Odorans. <laughs> Uh, we have back with us, uh, she's just uh, uh, introduced herself there again, but we have back with us Fliss. Welcome back, Fliss. Hello. Uh, we also have Ben. Hello. Who will say hello. And we have James. Hi there. Hi there. Oh, hi, James. That's, uh, yeah, hi. That sounded very smooth. Um, <laughs> right. Um, it's another weird one because uh, it's uh, only like, eight or nine days since we last recorded i'm used to full 14s and uh, all this uh, is is really messing with my ocd nonetheless nonetheless i am going to kick us off because um i wanted to just uh, do a bit of a special shout out to uh brooke belden um who has managed to source me a bottle of les indemodables uh amber supreme and i am now officially obsessed and in love, and retiring from the fragrance game forthwith in order to spend the rest of my days with Amber Supreme. It's uh, that good. Can, can I just ask, why did Brooke have to source it for you? Do you mean free? No, 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 no. No, I had to pay it. Yeah. Fucking hell. It cost me 180 quid. And, uh, uh, she sent me the bill, and I was like, gulp. Um, why did, why did, how did, what did she because need they, to source it for? Because you can't buy them in the UK anymore. They, yeah, but they you can no buy one... them direct. I'm not saying anything wrong with from oh, Brooke can you? I didn't even realise yeah, that. Just no, order them direct or, from. Well, Brooke said, "Oh, I'm getting a load of these. Do you want me to get you?" I was like, "Yes." Won't there be like an import charge? Probably. Isn't it getting via Brooke? You don't. I don't know. You don't. You you you're ruining it for me. You're ruining it for no, me. No, no, that's fine. If that if that's if that's what she, I mean, I'm just a little bit put out because Brooke's my friend. Yeah. Oh, well, she didn't fucking offer me any. Well, she did. Screens, she posted so. about it on the Facebook group, and you just don't do enough Facebook action. Uh, that's the problem with you. Yeah, I don't. So, I know. okay, I so Facebook. so so anyway, uh, Amber Supreme, really loving that. Um, Les Indimitables uh, make some absolutely first-rate perfumes. Uh, that is one such. I'm I'm really digging that a lot. Um, also, another thing, what I got this week, uh, I scored this on eBay. Um, now, um, this is for people who don't have, well, in fact, for everyone apart from the rest of uh, uh, the people on this video call, uh, this is... Uh, I've got this. Oh, I've got this. Let's talk about this. Yeah, we're going to do, okay, we're it's gonna do fantastic, a whole section on this. this. Uh, <laughs> I is, like that. Uh, <laughs> good. Uh, and that is the end of that section. Um, this is... This is uh, Moogler's Over the Musk, which uh, James very kindly sent a sample of when we did our Musks uh, show, which I think actually is probably one of the most successful episodes to date until last week when Fliss joined us, where we had something like 600 downloads in the first five days, which, uh, yeah, anyway, record-breaking Fliss. Uh, so we'll keep you here until, uh, you know, people are bored of you, I guess. Um, so that'll be, uh, I don't know, maybe get another episode or two out of <laughs> Five yeah. minutes time. Um, anyway, uh, the Moogler is absolutely lovely as well, so I'm super happy about that. Um, I've been wearing Check and Speak number 88, which is... Have you tried this, by the way? Uh, has anyone else here tried yeah, 88? Yeah, I have. What, yeah. what did you think of it? 
Um, I never used to like it, hmm. uh, but I, I suspect if I revisited it now, I'd think it was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, is it a kind of rose? It, it's a very gothic sort of rose patchouli sort gothic of thing. Rose. And And yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I, I can't think of another word other than gothic, but it's very dark and sort of um, like witchcraft cauldrons, all that kind of you know uh, uh super yeah, scary yeah. shit it's really good i remember good. it yeah put it that way it, it's been a long time since mm. i tried it and i remember it quite vividly so um yeah i and I, they're those kind of things that i think back to and i go i probably really like that now um but i didn't at the time there's a few other check and speak ones that i was like hmm. but interesting brand uh certainly not boring um and doing some some interesting stuff so you know uh good for them so yeah i like that i'll actually uh i'll i'll, I'll send you a sample james uh, i think it's definitely worth revisiting they also sent me the uh vetiver vert which uh is very nice as well uh, pretty clean straightforward vetiver uh unfussy i would say is how i'd describe it um and it's rather nice um anywho nice. right enough about my old bullshit um who wants to go first? James, let's get stuck into your lot first. And and this is going to be some weird fucking number again, not 14, isn't it? It is, it is. But that, thankfully, we're going to reset and your OCD can fucking, you know, go back to normal. Next, ne- next time. Yeah, what? next time. Okay. So we're going to have reset from now, aren't we? So uh, it was only a brief little blip in the uh, thing. And I also did on a couple of days, I was trying to wear two. So I could try and get 14 and go, ah, that'll be all right with this. But I couldn't do it. So, so what did you um, get to? 13, you failed or something. No, I got, I got one, two, 11. 11? So it's the, yeah, the full 11. So anyway, right. Doesn't have the same ring No, it doesn't, does, does it? it? It's Robert, I might as well just not fucking do it. <laughs> no, let's do it. Right, okay. Okay, go. So, um, I, I, in fact, we'll, let's, let's make it 12 and I'll count the one that I was wearing on the podcast, because we're going to talk about it later, so I'm not going to like mention it too much, but I might as well mention it as a callback to the last episode. Thank you. Right. So I wore AIDS de Venustus uh, Iris Nazarena when we recorded uh, part one, which was last Thursday, mm-hmm. Thursday before, whatever. Um, so, yeah, and I love that, and we'll talk about that later. Interested to hear what you all think about that. Yeah. Uh, then I wore Maura and Witz... Tabak. Maurer and Witz. They sound German. Yeah. Yeah, they are. It's Tabak, you know, Tabak. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like the cheapy Tabak, like that you can get a B&M that Ben's never heard of. That's right. The brand isn't really prominent on the thing. It just says Tabak, but it is by Maurer and Witz. And how do you Uh, find it? Because it's one of those that I keep thinking, I should buy a bottle of that because I remember good things. But honestly... it's a it's a great fragrance, but it's one of those that there's a reason why it's one of those kind of standard. It's not very it's not very haute perfumery. Do you know what I mean? Which uh, is not really a surprise, hmm. but it's very it costs about four like, quid. Or, well, yeah, but it's it, that that's neither here nor there. It's a well made, beautiful thing, and we know that you can get beautiful things for four quid. Hmm. Um, but it's like it's not very prominent in any any facet any sorry sort of regard really so, it's very so you've just triggered just me like a, you've just triggered me uh, sorry uh, uh, i know i'm i'm leaping into your maura and vitz 
uh, uh, review. But um, uh, just on the subject of cheapies, um, I know previously that uh, uh, on the back of your mandate review, um, you know, stocks ran dry of mandate nationwide. Um, Yeah. Panties were dropped. Um, And then... um, Actually, on the back of uh, uh, Fliss's sharing last week of uh, Theophenel, the scent, uh, I noticed that prices in the UK have doubled, literally doubled on the back of presumably like six or seven bottles getting sold (laughs) because Fliss did (laughs) such a good job. Some boxes were set on fire as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) They were dropped Mm. and then just burst into flames as well. It's it's Um, magic. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I think we're having an effect here. Yeah. Um, uh, it, I'm saying we. Fliss. Fliss is having an effect. Well, no, it's, it, it's everybody, but I think that sponsors need to really start taking <laughs> <them>. <laughs> Fucking right they do. <laughs> Fucking right they do. If we yeah, can I'm... double the price of your perfume on the back of one episode, you should sponsor the fucking balls off of us, I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah, so then I wore... Uh, Frederick Mal, Rose and Queer. And I was actually away uh, camping, wasn't I? Uh, and I thought, Rose and Queer, I don't know. It was really hot. Uh, and I was on the beach and stuff and had a really good day. Uh, and I wore Rose and Queer and it was great. And, you know, I've, I've kind of gone on about that one a lot. It's very um, loads of IBQ. Uh, Eyes of Beautiful Crinoline. Mm. Uh, but, it's, but it's very deftly used. Uh, I thought that um, John Claude Elena was like, I, I thought, what what the fuck is he doing here? But it's a brilliant perfume. It grew on me, and I still think it's really good. It's kind of modern rose, not really leather, not really rose, more sort of geranium-y kind of uh, vibes. But I, I just, I think it's brilliant. Um, Sounds and good. Kind of- There's not much that he does, though, that I don't really rate. No, exactly, and 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 I say this all the time. I probably haven't said it on here, but I mean, when they announced a, Mo- a Frederick Mal rose and queer, I didn't really look at who the perfumer was, but I was like, oh, a really leathery rose from uh, Frederick Mal. It's going to be really deep, rich, like rose. It's going to be really, de-. and then it was, oh, it's by Elena. Why did I think that it would be that when it'll just be his kind of transparent sort of like take on it, using the same two hundred materials that he always fucking uses in everything or like 150 or whatever he uses. Um, and yeah, it was like, that was what it was. And they were talking about uh, Eyes of Beautiful Quinoline, like it like had just been invented or something when they did all the press for it. Um, and I was like, what the fuck? You know, is this going to be some bullshit? And I kind of didn't like it at first, but then it grew on me and it's superb, uh, just great. Uh, Tom Ford have done one recently, which I would kind of say is pretty much in the same style and using loads of IBQ, but it's shit in comparison. Which it's not one's as that? Good at all. Uh, is that the Rose called, Prick? No, Rose. Uh, rose Leather, is it called? Oh, okay. I don't fucking know. Or Queer. It might even be called. Oh, fuck knows. It doesn't it matter. It's not that important. Up. The only reason I was asking. Rose de Malfi, oh, Rose de Roussi, Rose, Rose de Roussi. Rose de Roussi, right. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. the only reason I was asking was uh, when we went on holiday, my daughter grabbed the bottle of Rose Prick at uh, the um, Duty Free and sprayed a load of it on. And it was fantastic. It smelled really, it really is fucking fantastic. good. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, I hadn't yeah. really appreciated that one. Um, the that name, the, one in- the kind of silly 
powder yeah, pink bottle. I was going to say, is that yeah, one in the kind of baby pink bottle? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that that all kind of, oh, yeah, it's a stupid fucking name. He's getting more, you know, uh, kind of weird with his sort of wing, wing nudge, nudge, fucking. Yeah, exactly. Clickbait. Yeah. And I was like, mm, yeah. And then I tried it and went, oh, it's a kind of slightly more rounded. Um, uh, what's that one? Um, noir de noir. Yeah. Sort of noir de noir, noir de but de like noir. rounded, a bit more vanilla Uh It's it's really good. Yeah. And I, I did wear it when it came out and went, yeah, I, I like that, but I'm never going to buy it because it's fucking stupid. <laughs> so um, good. then I wore this and I've got it on the table with me here. This? This Don't is... tell them what it is. Yeah, no, okay. No, uh, you're going to tell me what tr- it is. I, I can't... Tr- trimerous. Trimerous. Yes. Trimerous? Who's it by? Trimerous by Joram Studio. Oh, which is the guys in Edinburgh you mentioned. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a perfumer uh, called Ewan McCall, mm. uh, who is from Edinburgh, I believe, or is, at least his Joram Studio is mm. in Edinburgh. Uh, and fantastic independent perfumer. Um, and just Trimerous is an amazing kind of leathery iris it smells like kind of veg tan like fleshy leather uh with like amazing sort of like licorice kind of like notes and um it's very it's mad i reckon bernard sounds cool do you know Um, what trimerous means is it something to do with botany yeah it is. Uh, I've yeah. just looked it up because I was thinking, did he did he make that word up? And it's uh, it's it's a botany slash zoology word meaning having parts arranged in groups of three or consisting of three joints or parts. Um, there you go. Um, nice. All of his stuff has meaning, right? Yeah. Um, I think he's into like plants. I'm assuming that his uh, studio in Edinburgh is in one of those beautiful buildings on those kind of curly streets. You know, like yeah, yeah. there's kind of curly streets that they have, um, and he's and it's all like you know natural light coming in, and there's like plants and shit in there. I've never been. I've no idea. You're project, right? Projecting just, heavily here. There's plants. Yeah, plants I am. and shit and light. <laughs> like some weird sort of steampunk botanist kind of like greenhouse Correct. thing. That is what yep, huge yep, glass yep, yep. bell jars and such. Yeah. Good. Right. You, uh, you're with me. You're yeah. already on the journey with me. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Okay. So, so trimorous. I, that sounds good. Uh, what else? Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I'll send you all uh, a little sample of it. Lovely. Um, then I wore, um, on Monday, I wore nothing. Get out. Mm. <laughs> I wore nothing. I'm leaving. Yeah, I know. Um, it's my old little break thing. I've been doing it recently, you know, just wearing nothing. Um, How do you find uh, it? How do I find wearing wearing nothing? Yeah, so so because so, so, obviously like we wear perfume like pretty much every day, right? So on the days where you where you don't, do you feel like you know is it like beneficial? Do you, do you get bored? Do you, do you feel like it's actually quite good? Like yeah, I, I feel it's good. I feel it's beneficial for me uh, to smell other things rather than myself all the time. <laughs> uh, which no, I'm I'm deadly serious. Do you know what I mean? Because it can impair the smell of other stuff when you're constantly smelling yourself all the time. Um, even if it's just like deodorant or the soap that I wear, use or some other kind of product, I'm getting the sort of unadulterated like benefit of whatever that is or even stuff in nature or whatever. 
It's not always... I was about to say exactly the same thing. There's a thread on one of the Facebook groups uh, that started this morning. Uh, someone said, what is your favourite smell that's not perfume? And everyone's just like piling in with wet grass, cut grass, coffee, to- toasted butter, the smell of my baby's head, you know, my my dog's paws, everything. <laughs> and it's, it, yeah, it's really nice to be aware of scent and stuff without having to I sniff my you know spray something artificially on you but just be aware that the world is full of it it's just gorgeous this is part of the reason why I don't do as much perfumery stuff at the moment I'm I'm about I'm a bit out of making perfume at the moment I can't be asked I haven't really got time etc I'm just not in the the right headspace for it and I haven't been for about the last 12 months right however I know that I'll come back to it and I'll be refreshed right but when I'm doing it, also another reason why is because I don't like to wear stuff when I'm doing the perfume. So even if I commit to wearing something in the morning, I don't want it interfering with, oh, well, later on in the evening, I'm going to be doing that. I'll still be able to smell it and it will be putting me off, you know, knowing exactly what I'm doing with the materials. So that's part of it, that my enjoyment of fragrance is kind of preventing me from my enjoyment of making fragrance, which is another uh, aspect of what I'm doing. So maybe when I start getting back into making fragrance, I won't have a full full team because some days I will really not be wearing anything. Or I might be wearing my own little creations or whatever. I don't know. Um because you have to you know, your nose has to uh you know work properly and not be bombarded mm-hmm. with loads of other stimulus um in order to be able to, you know, make something decent in my opinion. So yeah, so that was that's a reason for wearing nothing. Also, I just forgot, and then it got to the end of the day, and I was like, I'm not putting something on now. I can't be asked. So that's kind of you know, there's all these lofty sort of oh yeah, I've got all these like arty you reasons. You just for forgot, doing it. didn't you? I just forgot really. Yeah. And that sounds daft to a perfume fan because you like, how do you forget? You wake up in the morning, it's the first thing you think about. Not necessarily. Some days I I, I you know I'm too fucking busy to like, and I go oh, shit. And the thing is, I've got so much perfume, like, stashed in my car. I've got, like, discovery sets in my drawers at work. So even if I go to work and I'm like, shit, I didn't put anything on, I can just pull something out of the drawer and put it on. So it's no biggie. But some days I'm just like, no, I'll, I'll just I'll just hang fire and won't wear anything. Anyway, so then uh, I wore uh, Comme des Garçons Wonder Oud, uh, which is a big... Um, somebody was trying to, like, say to me the other week about Jarvanol. Because I mentioned that there was Jarvanol in another CDG, the oh. um, uh, the Blue Santal. Oh yeah. And I me- I mentioned that, and then this person came on and went, "Oh, I don't really get Jarvanol for it, but I'm agnosmic to Jarvanol." <laughs> like, what? So then you wouldn't, like, what surely. the fuck are you talking about then? You... Wow. Yeah, exactly. And so I just basically well, said, "I can't smell that it, thing it, that I can't smell." Yeah. Well, I called him a tit in in not as many words, but I just basically went. Well, if you can't fucking smell it, Nate, then how do you know that it's not in there? Well, I just, uh, I used to be able to smell it, but now I can't. And, uh, oh, fuck off. So whoever that commenter was, if you're listening to this, it's just, that's why I think of you. So anyway, so he, then, then he started the going. sponsors are falling over themselves for this shit, I'm telling you. Then he, then he put in, a, so, all right, we've got 599 listeners now. What the fuck is that, man? So, so basically, you know, good riddance to the fucker, right? Anyone else want to go with him? Anyone else want to go with him? Right, wow. so anyway. Wow. Um, no, but the, the people love this. We probably gained about 20 going, 
Houdini's being a cunt again. <laughs> I, 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 I don't understand why you aren't more famous, James. It's, uh, anyway, it's hard anyway, to know. right. So let's let so so this guy anyway started saying, oh well, there's there's loads in uh, uh, Wonderwood. If you'd have said Wonderwood, then that would be like fine. Um, and I was like, Wonderwood? No, there's I don't really get Jarvan off from that, but I do from Wonderood. Now he may have meant Wonderood, so let's give him the benefit of the doubt. But it doesn't Wonder matter. Ood's he's got, gone yeah. now. He, he's not well, listening. Well, he's gone. Yeah, so anyway, that's kind of synthetic oud. It smells a bit like some of the oud bases from, like, Fermanique and things like that. It's a very... Because uh, Wonderwood is, like, basically vetiver, uh, cedar, all those, like, all the woods, basically. Um, and then this is the same thing, but just with this undercurrent of, like, really strong synthetic oud. Sounds awful. It's really good. <laughs> I it, really like it. You're not it, selling anyway. it to me, but that, that's, that's okay, fine. Okay, okay. It's woody as fuck. I'll send you that one as well. Sweet. So anyway, then in the evening, I went out in the evening. Right. And so so I actually changed into my... Um, I'm just uh, going to shill here. He hasn't... I don't think he can afford to sponsor us, unfortunately. But um, it's... Uh, uh, Les... Uh, Les, Les Abstrait? Abstrays. Yeah, Les Abstrays. I saw it. Your T-shirt. Did you actually buy it then? No, he's got a Les Abstrays T-shirt. Oh, sorry. No, I didn't. I didn't buy it because it's not. I don't think. Still, don't think it's a, uh, available oh, here okay. yet. Um, well, it was, but then I don't think they've done the full release yet. Anyway, no, I didn't. I still had some of my sample, um, and uh, he, he sent me a T-shirt. Very kind of um, uh, Eugene to send me a T-shirt. So I wore my Where's my fucking t-shirt, Eugene? Well, you know, you should have been more fucking, you know. Yeah, I should have shilled harder (laughs) on that one. Ah. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, uh, anyway. So, uh, yeah, so I wore that. uh, Loved it. Got loads of compliments, right? Let's talk about compliments because it's such a horrible subject that no one wants to mention. But my friends, right, I'll just frame the picture for you. I go out for a meal, nice Italian restaurant bit annoying as they bang pots and pans and do people's birthdays every fucking 10 minutes but it's an amazing restaurant the food's a bit greasy but it's fucking nice nice so no but i mean the service in there is unbelievable they're like on the ball they don't fuck around they come out they give you fucking free limoncello and they know everyone and they talk to you and stuff really cool restaurant anyway always packed has been for like 20 odd years right so anyway so we went there uh, had you know a nice meal and stuff, and as spag I arrived, not a spag bowl. I literally, well, uh, no, I well, it is that kind of thing. But anyway, I like hugged uh, all my friends, obviously, and they were kind of in isolation, so they were off like talking to each other, and people were greeting. So it wasn't like one of them heard, "Oh, I'm going to tell James he smells nice." So I'm like, you, f- you smell really nice, and they know that I'm into perfume. They know, and they know that they don't really care. They certainly don't fucking care about perfume, particularly. And they don't care about giving me a compliment. So these are like genuine, like they were overwhelmed with the smell. They were like, because mm. I always smell fucking good as far as I'm concerned. Of course. But th- this was like, you know, an actual, mm. and like literally four of them out of like the six or whatever that they were there commented when I gave them a hug. They were like, can I, you smell like really nice. What? But they were kind of like taken aback almost. It was the fucking Les Abstrays. Oh, it, was it was the, the Les bloody, Abstrays. So yeah. You, you wore the, the t-shirt and, and, the, the, the when they said to you you smell yeah. nice did you say well step over here and let me explain a little bit more about it for you <laughs> no let me tell, let <laughs> no, me tell you 
about la douleur excuse. <laughs> Just whip out a well, little kind of no, like, I, I, uh, spraying card thingy in. Well, no, eyes would fucking glaze over if I did that. <laughs> they would be like, mm, right. If I went, oh, I'm wearing the T-shirt as well. Look, I got the fucking T-shirt to match. They'd be like, mm, so what? So no, I just went, thank you. I'll take that on board. And I just took note and went, fucking hell, that was like a lot of people at this at this table. And in fact, one of my friends hugged me and I and she was wearing um, uh, uh, Molecule Number 1. So that. I, and that's not a very distinct... Per- I don't think it is anyway. I mean, it's fucking ICV Super. Uh, sorry, ISO Gamma Super. I smelled it and I was like, are you wearing what's it? And she was like, yeah, I am. So... I, and I was like, ooh, like, you know your stuff, don't you? I was like, nah. I love doing fucking, that. It's one of, of my favourite things is if I can smell, if I can smell, tell somebody what they're wearing, I get a little... Well, <laughs> I, 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 I saw, uh, I was watching idly a, a repeat of uh, one of the episodes of Succession the other night, and uh, one of the characters, um, uh, Roman, Roman Roy, gives uh, uh, this guy a hug, and he says... Oh, my God, you smell amazing. You smell like cotton candy. And I thought, I bet that guy's wearing Baccarat Rouge. Even though the whole thing was a drama. It's a drama. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Just, anyway. Just can't turn off, can you? No, Just always never. on. It's all always time, on. Always on the hustle. <laughs> Perfume hustling. All right, go on. Yeah. yeah we're, so we're anyway, sorry. All right. I wore Bulgari. Uh, is it Eau the Noir that you sent? Eau the Noir. one that I sent. Uh, no, yeah. Pour Homme Soir. Oh, it was poor Homeswa. Poor Homeswa. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I thought it, I thought it was that in the like the Bulgari bottle with like the Bul- silvery cap. Bulgari, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Bulgari. It's that Bulgari yeah. bottle, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's you know, it's Bulgari, isn't it? That's what it. What do you call it, Bulgari? Yes. Yeah. Bulgari. <laughs> Bulgari. Is yeah. that better? Is that better? Yeah, it is much better. Um, I like that. Sorry, I thought it was the own the noir. Um, it wasn't. It was clearly that. Uh, pretty obvious that it, it was that, really. But uh, seeing as I haven't got it to like reference, I was like, "What the fuck did he send?" Anyway, uh, I know it probably says it on the bottle, but I can't read properly. Anyway, so uh, Dunhill Century. I then wore. Anyone mm. know Dunhill Century? Is that it's in a funky square is, bottle? Is that the one? The square with the sort of like rounded. Like faces, yeah. almost like sunken. It's one yeah. of my favourite bottles oh, really? of all time. Yeah, it looks, amazing. It just looks like a nightmare to take a photo of. That's <laughs> how I, I assess all bottles <laughs> on how difficult they are to take a photo of. Yeah. Well, you might be missing out because it's a brilliant fragrance. Oh, really? I, it was one of those. I re- read the note list. This is one of the only fragrances that I really anticipated coming out. I saw the bottle. About maybe six months before, I'd seen something going, oh, uh, Dunhill have got a new fragrance. And I saw the bottle and I was like, I need to have that bottle. That is a fucking great bottle. But then I read the notes and went, oh, my God, it sounds like a nightmare. It's like orange um, uh, orange blossom uh, and uh, like smoky phenolic kind of notes. And um, uh, what was the other thing? Sandalwood and uh, papyrus or... What's the other thing? Papyrus, um, my head's fucking gone. Uh, Cip- Cipriol. Cipriol. So Cipriol, to me, Cipriol and white floral, fleshy kind of thing don't go together, right? And my kind of, it, 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 like, instinct or, like, you know, intuitively, I was like, that sounds 
fucking horrible, right? I don't know what it's going to be. It might not be, but then I tried it and I was like, oh my God, it is that weird challenging thing that I thought it might be. Mm. Like Santel 33 meets uh, some kind of hand cream and sort of weird vetivery kind of uh, white floral weirdness. Well, Cipriol is very like but dark, fu- isn't it? Like it's very like, like that earthy, dark, kind of quite dense. The raw material mm. is and the way that it's mainly used, mm. yes. But when they use it in that kind of papyrus accord, which almost smells like fucking cucumber, like dill pickle fucking water or something, and they put it with sandalwood to make this kind of that Santal 33, like, ugh, sort of accord. It's in loads of things, and I was like, that is what this will be, because it'll be trying to appeal to that. Um, it's actually by Fuma um, Benheim, uh, Carlos. Carlos Benheim. Benheim, is it? Or Benheim? Benheim. Yeah, it's Spanish, isn't it? I don't know. Um, but anyway, it is fantastic. It's like, it is creative as anything, right? Mm. Takes those two disparate kind of fucking elements, smashes them together to make a really unique perfume. It's strange. I don't fully 100% like it, but I kind of love it for that because it's really creative. Uh, and it's a brilliant, brilliant perfume. Probably really cheap now it's because brilliant. nobody will have, I don't really like nobody it, will have understood it. Yeah. Excellent. No, 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 no. I, the, the, I don't like it, but not for any reasons because it's a bad perfume. Just because, like, when I'm wearing it, I'm like, do I? Am I really on board with this? Yes, I am because it's so fucking creative and weird. And like, I'm glad it exists. I'm really am. Okay. Um, so you know, I, I just think it's good. So good. I think, I think that needs to be sent out as well. Fucking I'll excellent. Send out a lot. Here, yeah, right? you are. Get so, to it. So anyway, then I then I wore Amouage Jubilation Twenty Five. Lovely. Um, which is a superb... I mean, I had, like, just an epic fucking... I know that's another Amouage, but I had, like, a just an unbelievable day wearing that. And I I actually got to a point... I I love that perfume. I've had it for fucking years, and it's the original bottle with the, like, plasticky, shitty cap that's not, like, Mm. magnetic or whatever. And everyone's going, oh, they've ruined it now. Oh, they've ruined it. And you know my thoughts on that. Yeah, just but they live with have, whatever version but, you've but got. They sort of have the, ruined it, unfortunately. I mean, it, the problem is yeah. for such a, an enormous opening, it just doesn't hang around. I mean, the same well, with Epic as well. Massive fuck off, explosive start, and then nothing. It's like, um, it's like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I was going to come up with some sort of weird Chippendale analogy there, but and then I thought, no, I'm probably going in the wrong direction. But what, as in the, the furniture or the fucking strippers? The strippers. I was thinking like, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was sort of getting at like this huge kind of promising, explosive beginning, and then I thought, hang on, that sounds really. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm not even into dudes. This sounds terrible. Um, so uh, yeah, no, this is uh, this is all wrong. But um, but there is that problem with the the more recent Amouage uh, formulations of Epic and Jubilation, particularly. Epic is criminal. What? Well, well, what the 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 reformulation? You mean? Or yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. It's not even. I don't even know how you could like. Yeah, I agree, and and and, yeah. and I know what you're saying, James, about kind of live with the version you've got. But honestly. You know, a perfume that 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 sort of begins like a nuclear assault and then sort of turns what? into like a fucking a jam sandwich in about three well, minutes. It's... Put it put it this way, right? I, I I wore it and I was thinking somebody's going to say this to me on the you know in the in the review that I said the next day, like I I woke up the next morning, I was like I fucking 
absolutely um, just beaming with uh, jubilation. This thing is massive. It lasts. It lasts days. It'd still be on me now if I didn't fucking like have a few washes and I do, you know, I yeah. do wash well, sometimes. You're um, very lucky. And, and put other put other perfumes on. It is ridiculous. But but this is the old formulation, so you know you're going. Oh, live with the, with the formulation you've got, but then happily have the old formulation. So you cunts should all live with what you've got. I'm gonna what have I the said, old one. No, well, what I said was actually that I normally think that, yeah, right, ah. uh, and in and in and in this instance, I'm like, no, the people, because I haven't really tried that. I did try it in a shop, maybe on a strip, to just go, does it smell roughly the same as my one? Yes, it does. But when you've got a bottle of something, you don't routinely go and try the new version of it. When everyone says it's shit, you're like, oh, we're gutted for you. I've got a bottle and I've got about a million bottles of perfume, so I'm probably never going to wear it all. Um, but in this instance, yeah, I mean, like, if it's different, then that is a that is such a, a travesty and a, and a fucking terrible thing to have happened. And I, I don't, like, say that, oh, you should just buy the latest version of things. If you truly believe that the vintage version of that is better, even if that's not the consensus with everybody, mm. you go and get that and you fucking, you know, if that's what you think, fine, that that's fine. But I just think it's overstated a lot of the time. That's all I mean. But with this, when I tell you, and I did overspray it, I, I haven't even finished my actual appraisal of it. It's the only day that I wore uh, Jubilation where I thought that's too much. Because I sprayed too much, because I hadn't worn it in ages, and I sprayed like three, four, maybe six sprays of it. Right, brutal, brutal, to the point where I was like, I'm not really enjoying this. About halfway through the day, because I was like, this is too much. It's, and then from about eight hours onwards, it was like, ah, it was back to that like beautiful. So I just sprayed too much, basically. A couple of sprays of that. No such thing. No such thing. Well. I, I, I thought that as well, but yeah, maybe it was just the, the, the state of mind that I was in that day. You mm. know you know how fucking fickle and changeable I am. Indeed. Um, so anyway, then yesterday I Lovely. wore uh, Hermes 24 Faubourg, which is a, a favourite of Ben's as well. Wonderful powdery floral, so light, so like springtime fucking just... It's just... Ugh. And I noticed a lot of people noticing me in the shops as well, <laughs> turning around thinking... That geezer smells like a bird, <laughs> right? I genuinely, that they genuinely were thinking that. I know they were, and I don't fucking care because Wh- which I one like, was this? You know, sorry. Uh, 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 um, what's it called? Twenty four Faubourg. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did try that because because I, um, I was beaming with it. It yeah. was just like psh, psh, coming out of me. Another strong one as well. Um, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, doesn't have all the dirty elements of the sheeper until later. It's like a kind of modern, like '90s version, but what a fantastic, powdery, beautiful, amazing perfume that is! Uh, and then today, just for Fliss, I'm wearing Dior Sauvage, the uh, EDP. Oh, nice! Because I know how much uh, she loves that, hmm. and uh, it's it's all right. She's you know? looking I, positively I, baffled. I, well, I uh, I think the the versions of that have got progressively better agree uh, edt was fucking like too much uh, edp the one i'm wearing w- when it came out i was like yes i did quite like something about the original uh and i like more of this because it was more toned down then they brought out the parfum which is probably the best one again you'll probably say elixir but you know i like the elixir um, 
I, I know you do. I know you do. Yeah. But I, I just mean that's the most different of the lot. Um, so I kind of think that like they're all the 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 of the most like similar vibes. The the first three are kind of you know anyway. Mm. So I thought the parfum was brilliant because it toned it down even more. The elements that people don't like, you know the the ambrox and you know uh, to put it crudely, um, but that kind of like undercurrent Explosion. is much less. Yeah, is much less in the in the parfum. So I was kind of a bit gutted when I got the EDP because I was like, oh, the parfum's actually better. Uh, but anyway, never mind. Uh, and then the elixir came out, and that's a kind of even weirder, uh, more towards your sort of fougere kind of. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of, a bit. There was yeah. huge hype on some of the grapes. I really like it. Everybody uh, agrees, really. Uh, because I think it's an objectively good perfume, and it does move away from that fucking you know, a teenage assault of uh, of the original EDT. So you finished with uh, today, Sauvage uh, Parfum, or was it Eau de Parfum? Eau de Parfum. Eau de Parfum. Very good, very good. Right, um, how about we go with Fliss next? Mix it up a bit. Fliss. Ooh, cool. What have you been wearing? Apart cool. from, obviously, the stuff what we'll be reviewing in part, duh. Yeah, not going to talk about that. Um, I started with, I don't even know how to pronounce it. M triple X by Eris. Is that like that is how you pronounce it? M triple X. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Amazing. I'm getting better at this, aren't I? Um, I really liked it. It was like super creamy amber. I got kind of quite gourmandy feel from it, like sweet, quite puddingy. It was quite. I think it was a bit in your face for the heat of the day that I was wearing it I enjoyed it mm. but I did feel a bit like it was sweet and sticky and I was hot and I was a bit like okay um but I looked up and it, I, I realized it was Antoine Lee again and I do like him I do think he was I do yeah he's one of my faves um so I'm gonna save the rest of that decant and wear it when it's cooler because I don't think I got the best out of what, it what do you think uh, about that brand because it's quite fitting that Obviously, we've been talking about Antoine Lee, um, and also mm-hmm. we've been um, uh, discussing, uh, you know, a fragrance journalist uh, or somebody who writes about fragrance. Obviously, the Eris brand, uh, the lady who runs that, who I can't remember what her name, Barbara, uh, she is a fragrance writer. Um, so I think that's quite quite an apt um brand to kind of link with with that i mean did this you... is the first thing i've ever tried of theirs right. and i don't know anything about the brand at all which is bad of me well i should have done a little bit she's of very much a bit of a historian and she loves vintage fragrances she has a book which really because she... it, did, it didn't smell like for me, I thought it smelled really modern. It didn't feel, and I love a vintage, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel vintagey at all. It felt a bit too modern for my taste. Right. I wouldn't. I, I enjoyed. Well, we're going to see in a, on a cooler day. Yeah. It was too hot yeah. day. I, was I think. It. I think in but the context I, I of feel... the the collection, I think it is modern. But I think it. Some of the other ones you'll see. Did you did you buy like a sample set or anything? There? No, I. My lovely friend Stephen Simmons from the group has sent me a little uh, pack of things oh, to try. Okay. Um, so I was just working my way through some of that. Right. Um, but yeah, that's the first thing I've 
ever tried from them. I mean, it was fun and easy. To, I need to try again in a different weather. Let's move on. Yeah. Move on. Um, okay. <laughs> what else? Uh, Upper Ten by Lou Oh, yeah. I've not actually tried Ooh. that. Oh. Is it good. the men's or women's? Ah, uh, it was the men's. And I was going to say, I it made me grumpy that they've called it for men because I totally rocked it. Oh, I, was, I found it's like soft and spicy it felt creamy there was all that mm. lovely peachy suede stuff coming out it didn't feel too sweet but it felt very le- leathery without being masculine um and i thought well if this is what the man smells like what does the woman smell like both amazing um, and really good counterparts oh, to each really? other because what you've just described could describe the the uh, female one as well I think I prefer the female one slightly, uh, but they're both really good. Like, I really Do I need... Because it's gone straight on my list of, I mean, things to buy in terms of... I I won't be able to buy a bottle, but if a partial comes up, I am going to be on it like a tramp on chips, Mm -hmm. I tell you. Nice. It is nice. Nice. What else? Oh, Mousse Illuminé by Rogue. Um, Again... uh, my lovely, lovely friend Jamie McDool sent me uh, both the Upper Ten and the Mousse Illuminate to oh. try, and I am really in love with the Mousse Illuminate. Just gorgeous, really dark opening. There's almost a Tonkerish dry down, but it's not. It's I'm, and I'm assuming that's the Mousse. The Mousse. Um, the Mousse. <laughs> um, and I found it mossy and comforting. And if if the Luban is suede, then this felt like wearing cashmere. It had that fuzzy feeling, but still feeling very expensive. Smells like and boiled cabbage to me, that one. Uh, no. <laughs> it does. You are... Oh, really? no, it just... I didn't like it. And every time I then... But then I was so excited by it, I then... To put a shout out because I needed more than the little bit I'd got and lovely Dave McCaffrey sent me like five mil which I've already almost all gone through I just can't get enough of it yums yums okay weird uh, I didn't like his salt but there you go uh, alright good anything else from you Fliss I yeah I think we should probably do my revelation your revelation uh, my revelation oh. and I've I know. It felt like I feel like we're about to disagree on something. No, it maybe I don't know. Maybe we are. With the way you lot were rambling on about your first sniff of scent last oh. week, felt like how I felt yesterday when I put on Casablanca by Saint Clair. Oh, Sense. I've not tried it, and I so desperately want to. I got chills. I. I got giddy. I had, I, I literally, I was on a high for about two hours. I got so excited, I made a video which didn't actually explain anything about the the perfume at all. It just was just me going on on about how phenomenal it was. Um, but yeah, I I really, it, it's the first time in a long time that a perfume has hit me so viscerally, and I've gone. Oh, it's nice when that happens. Though, just delightful. Amazing. Just delightful. Really complex, and the. I, I've yeah, never tried any, yeah. but um, do you know anything about the brand? The the lady, she makes butter. Did you know that? She makes butter? No. She makes butter by trade, 
So she's a, a, a like an artisan butter maker. So she's got like herds of cows. I'm not joking. It's uh, she's it's got herds true. of cows. Well, yeah, obviously, because she makes fucking butter. How else do you make butter? Well, I mean, strictly speaking, you, you don't need cows to make butter. You'd need milk. Yeah, she's uh, she lives in kind of middle America. I don't know. She's mm. like, I, I've talk, spoke to her on uh, Instagram. She's actually really like, always like comment like comments and like sending messages yeah stuff. i was i was chatting to her last oh, night really? so i was so excited oh nice yeah. nice well she's really <laughs> she's really like, lovely how do i get this um but i've never tried any of her perfume so <laughs> you know well, if she's trying to butter me up way. Well, uh, she's, going, she's going the right way about it well brooke <laughs> has said that she can source me some a friend is going to come back right yeah uh, right. yeah America. yeah, yeah. At the I, end of the month, so uh, when Brooke has furnished me with my Casablanca bottle, I will send you some. Amazing! But I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, definitely want to try big, that. I need this thing. It, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it does look great, and um, and I, I, I was sort of, uh, I mentioned the Amber Supreme that I bought at the beginning, and and I was sort of on the fence as to whether to buy that or to buy the Saint Clair one because I, I knew I certainly could only mm. buy one. Uh, this month but uh yeah yeah but then, but then it surprises me not then that this lady makes excellent butter because she also makes fucking excellent perfumes as far as i can mm-hmm. work out everyone raves about um, them i mean they're a little yeah. bit you know you know natural perfumery is not i know she's not completely like oh i just do natural or whatever but but this is what really surprised me because i really don't like natural a lot of natural perfumery stuff no. a lot of the natural perfumery stuff that i try i'm like it's cloying it all smells like 19 1980s head shops or tarot card shops as far as i can work out it just all smells yeah Yeah. it just all smells the fucking same and this just didn't and uh there was a creamy waxiness to the white flowers that dries down almost to like a hot lit church candles at christmas i know that sounds really weird but there's a very warm comforting smell to it that just touched my soul Mm -hmm. i just i need it i need it well i i hope we can have her stuff on here and really big her up and uh yeah so i'll i'll have a word with uh with uh brooke and see because the people have been going on about her for the last few years like just saying how Mm. how how great her perfumes are and i i feel bad for not having yeah having sort of uh sort them out you know but um i i i I definitely will um and yeah that'd be a good uh talking point for us so have you got any other uh stuff you've been wearing um i think i mean other things that i tried that are probably a bit boring to chat about not too much um prada 7 violet or violet right i'm always looking for a really good uh violet perfume this one's really nice very very earthy it dries to a quite a sexy musk it's not that sweety sweety palmery violet thing um which i'm not that i it those are okay this doesn't smell prissy in that way and it's quite reminiscent of balenciaga paris or uh the very sadly discontinued le d and as i like both of those but they're kind of hard to find yeah, these days yeah. the I've got this little bottle of uh, Pride of Violet, which I bought on eBay for like 20 quid, and that was going to do me. So I'm quite happy with that. Yeah. Boo. Right, go on then, Ben. Yours is quick. 
Um, so, yeah, just won this week. Uh, we're in it all week. Uh, Christian Dior, saint Noir. Oh, nice. Uh, um, which uh, is, yeah, really nice. It's really weird. It's really familiar. For some reason, I smell it and I feel like I've smelled it before, but it's different as well. Like, like it feels familiar, but I can't put my finger on on, on why or, or what. So it is obviously different, but, mm. um, but it's nice. It's basically just like a dark, woody, spicy rose, and that's it. And like all the kind of Maison Dior lines, it's like, it does, it's walking that night. It balances a, a line between sort of like classy, interesting, just, you know, it's it's quite middle of the road in a way, but in a really nice way. I guess, I, I think that's pretty much sums up most of the Mason Dior line, doesn't mm. it? Uh, uh, do you get a weird rubbery note from it? Mm, no, I don't think so. Um, it smells all right. Um because I think the way you described it there is quite sort of like it's not very challenging. Um, whereas I, I found it quite, I really like, I really liked it. Uh, I don't, to be I don't fair, think it's it that got, challenging. It got heavily slagged off. Did it? And I was like, yeah. I mean, in in the kind of you know like Dior fanboy sort of circles that I may sometimes, uh, you know, oh, move I don't in. move in those circles. Um, that would be why. Well, no, I mean, people who just go, oh, you know, all new stuff by Demache is shit. You know what I mean? But they'll still buy it, and then they're going, oh, actually, it's okay, and then they'll go, no, it's shit. So, you know, you know I hate indecision like that. You know I hate those kind of people. Fuck them. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, no, well, I, you know, that was obviously a kind of, uh, yeah. Um, so, no, but I, I got a weird, like, rubbery, uh, strange sort of, undercurrent to it and i thought is that why people hate it i think it's really good it does have a familiar uh beats to it like the rose and stuff mm. but i think the actual underlying sort of accord of it is quite quite weird mm. um for for to to me at least um i haven't tried it for ages but i remember thinking that's actually a really good one and i don't think it got the credit for being as kind of out there as as maybe it's glad to hear that you like it, it um yeah it yeah. definitely like so so like it's like around here it's had mixed reviews like some people have said to me that they think it's really barnyardy and like really quite stinky i, I don't think it's that yeah. bad but i do think there's elements to me like i thought like when i first sprayed it i almost thought like oh this is like leather rude light almost but then it goes in quite a different direction um but um it, but yeah, no, I, 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 I don't think it's that challenging. But no, it's, I, I see it's quite bold. I mean, I think it's quite a yeah. big perfume, mm. and it's and it's not super duper conventional. You know, I don't think most people would think to buy it necessarily. Um, but it's still, I don't think it's desperately inaccessible or or, or kind of hard to love or anything. Um, I no. really like it. I think that's exactly like the Mason Dior line that they try and walk quite often, isn't it? Mm. Is it's like they are like a little bit okay, not a, a slightly different. Yeah. Like the good ones, uh, they're slightly different, but they still kind of toe that line of like it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna like knock anyone's like vases over. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, everyone's gonna be happy mm. about it. Mm. No one's gonna chuck you out on the street for smelling like you shat your pants. Mm. Like, I I, yeah. I think it's um. It's it's um so it's a word you've used a few times before, which is chic, and I think it's a very chic mm. perfume. Um, it's it's very big, it's very dark and sort of elegant, um, but there's nothing, you know, it's like a it's sort of like high fashion that isn't too challenging. You know, like sometimes you see like yeah. these fashion shows and you think Jesus that, 
You know, that just looks absurd. But sometimes you you go, oh, yeah, no, I can sort of see how they got to that kind of thing. And it's more of the latter. Yeah. It's, it's the easier to digest, easier to process type stuff. I would completely agree with that. There's been, when it first came out, and I think it's, it's kind of a fairly steady drumbeat of quite a lot of fashion influences and slightly upper end fashion influences wearing it and making a big thing about wearing it and I think that it's that completely that chic it's something that probably not a lot of other people are going to be wearing but you can carry it off without being weird mm. and yeah there's a there's a lot mm. of love for yeah me. yeah I liked it I thought it was really good well I've been wearing it all week and uh and uh, I've not once grown bored of it so like you know every morning it's been like you know what I'm gonna wear that again wow like, yeah get so. you Get you, yeah. yeah. But Ben, Ben does that. He he immerses himself in the shit. Gets so. a bit obsessed. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. Is that the only one then, other than presumably the stuff that we are likely to? It be? is. So the other stuff is all stuff that we we'll we're talking about the second half today. My scent of the day is uh, Iris Silver Mist. Uh. So. Uh. But we will be talking about that in the second half. Yeah. So I'll leave that there. Excellent. Right. So uh, we haven't had a news section for a bit. Um. Uh, well, uh, we haven't had much of a, a, a news section for a bit. Uh, so, a um, couple of bits. Uh, first off, uh, I see there is an H24 Eau de Parfum that's going to be out. Um, I can. Is anyone excited about I that? I can barely contain my indifference. <laughs> the, the, I mean, the, the EDT was like it went down like a, well, a sack of shit, didn't it? Really? Mm, yeah, exactly. It wasn't. Um, it, it didn't. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. There, there's something about the EDT that I think I will come to love, and and I think it will in in days to come, in years to come, it will be reflected on as some sort of classic that was overlooked at the time but right now i can't say i love it so um i can't say i give a shit about the edp um and 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 to be honest after what uh, uh she did with um uh the um Ter de Hermes, the Ogivray, I, I you know i i just don't give a, a fuck about it so um <laughs> so yeah that's some news well, I mean, it was H twenty four was was destined to be a, a franchise, wasn't it? It was destined to have all these other things because people were like, "Oh, do you think there'll be like a?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, there probably will be. They've set it up for that." Um, but the 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 point is, I think sometimes when you've had like a thing like that, where all the mildly derivative flankers. Uh, might be like, oh, okay, if you didn't like the first one, you're probably not going to like the other ones. Or maybe you might think they're a bit better, like I was saying about Sauvage. Um, but then they might, she might do a completely different, weird twist on it that you might like. So it's always worth having a sniff of them, mm. I, I think. But uh, generally speaking, like it's a big fucking yawn and we, we don't really care. Do no, we? Like, particularly no, about that. no. So, so um, I think we've given it more airtime than it even deserves. Uh, so let's move sure. on. James, sure. you have some news. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a few weeks ago now, but I got uh, the new edition of Scent and Chemistry, um, the Molecular Woo! World of Odors. <laughs> Which is a is an amazing book. I mean, it's 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 literally a reference book, and it's probably not a lot of use 
like I say, you don't need to know chemistry at all to, but you probably need to be interested in chemistry to get through the fucking thing, or to to at least like be be bothered about it. But I'm, uh, you know, quite interested in that stuff, and it does have really interesting perfumery references. Obviously, the people that have uh, written it. I mean, it's got a a foreword by uh, Maurice Roussel. Um, it's written by mm. Gunther Olof, Wilhelm Pickenhagen. Uh, Philip Kraft, who I sometimes Gunther occasionally speak Olof to. Gunther Wilhelm Pickenhagen. Is that one person or two? No, sorry. Gunther Olof, Wilhelm Pickenhagen. That's two people. Uh, Philip Kraft, who has a brilliant... I think it. I think it's run by maybe a couple of them. Uh, they do a Facebook uh, page, which again, I don't really do Facebook, but they do some very useful, interesting posts. He does some amazing posts on Instagram. He doesn't, you know, he packs in a lot into a small space, but it's just very interesting little tidbits about the uh, industry um, and about materials. And, you know, it's fascinating to, to me. Um, but anyway, and Fanny Grau as well. So Fanny Grau's had a... <laughs> sorry, had a, sorry. Uh, I, yeah, no, uh, that is a funny. co-author credit on here as well. So anyway, so yeah, I mean, it's it's a brilliant book. The the revisions from the first one. If you've got the first one, uh, I'd say you definitely probably would like the second one because there's a lot of useful updates. Obviously, things move forward in uh, uh, odorants all the time. Uh, not just this podcast, but obviously the actual uh, things. Um, and yeah, there's just loads of, you know, really cool stuff. Uh, just like I say, it's a good reference book. It's not necessarily going to tell you how to put accords together or do anything to do with perfumery particularly, but it's a good reference book to have on your shelf. And, uh, you know, it's it's great. And uh, yeah, Philip Craft is a really uh, approachable, very nice guy. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, if you've got any questions or anything, uh, he would be more than willing to, um, you know, engage with you on social media so i'm not like pimping him out or like trying to make people bombard him with stuff but just a really you know i think that's cool that he's someone who's worked in the industry for years like he's got like a wealth of experience literally wrote the book on it uh, and he's completely accessible on it and you know he's got a good sense of humor and he's a good uh he's a good guy um what's his insta handle uh it's crafty smells with a z crafty so smells. craft I think craft as in like craft work with a K. Crafty smells with a Z, I think. I think if anyone um is gonna have a, a, a big botanist steampunk botanist laboratory, it's Wilhelm Pickenhagen. Uh Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that guy has got steampunk botany like glass bulboons everywhere. Metal arms and like <laughs> li- li- those like lightning balls above his head and stuff. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Nikolai Tesla sort of uh, lab. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, good. Well, that's also nice to know. Um, I think there was also a new Penhaligons uh, that I honestly, I just, I, I don't care, but, you know, does someone want to say something? Oh, I, I'm really excited about it, Are just you? because it looks cool, and I like the fact that it's cool. Isn't it like the something or other of Petra? And I just like that. It's It should be good. Uh, but, or, you know, it, it should be good, as in, I look at it and go, oh, that looks good. But the fact that I know it's Penhaligons means it's going to turn up and it's almost 99% going to disappoint. 
There's that 1% of hope, right? Well, uh, on that slightly underwhelming note, uh, that signifies the uh, end of part one. Uh, This is here where we blow some sort of uh, loud klaxon uh, and play the outro music. Stick with us. Okay, welcome back to part two of Les Odorants. Uh, we are still joined by uh, the incredible Fliss. Um, also, we also have uh, Ben and uh, Magic Mike himself, James. Hi. Hi. Um, right, so I uh, am Dan, your host, the Baron of Techno, and um, we are going to continue uh, with what we started last time, which was a... Um, a review of Luca Turin's and his wife, Tanya Sanchez. It is Sanchez, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so Luca and Tanya um, and their five-star reviews and us deciding whether we agree. And we started with a list of about 10. And initially, uh, last week, we'd hoped to get through 10. Um, we revised expectations down to about five, and after close to three hours, we'd got through four of them. So <laughs> I'm not so sure we're going to get through that many this week. Uh, nevertheless, we shall try. We shall crack on. And um, uh, at a special request from Fliss, we are going to take two of them together, um, which is um, Iris Silver Mist by... Ben? Serge Duton. Oh, Serge Duton. And um, Iris Nazarena uh, by... Aids de Venustus. Yeah. Okay. So I am going to kick us off by saying that I will literally fight someone for a bottle of the Iris Nazarena. I think it is fucking beautiful it is just everything i love about a perfume um the iris is uh clean and pretty and delicate but still strong and it has this wicked juniper with it and it just it just sings i fucking love it it is beautiful um and i didn't particularly like the iris mist so that's my opinion on those two who would like to jump in? Can I jump in? Can I jump in? Mm, right. Yes. Because they are two vastly different uh, Iris sort of vibes, right? Iris Nazarene is much easier to get on with, but Iris Silver Mist, right? I've not smelled this for years, right? But it is probably one of the best, uh, uh, like an Iris flower accord that you could ever uh, imagine, right? And and it's it, if you smell really really high quality, and I'm not talking about like Oris butter or like, but but really good uh, Oris material. Um, like I'm giving a bad sort of example here. There's like there's different ones. So there's like concretes and there's di- di- like from different sources, right? And they have different iron levels, right? So some of them go to a point where they're just too they're too creamy and they're like they're they're really very much like the the root so they're very much what you think of that base note smell that you get from iris from from oris butter right so i'll smell the perfume and go i pretty much know that it's got real oris butter in this smells like an 
an iris material. It's still oris, right? But it's kind of like it's it's difficult to sort of describe because I've I've got a few different ones, right? And I can smell the sort of iron content, right? And it's really uh it, it's it's beautiful. It's it's almost like violety as well, so it's got this little violet kind of edge to it. But it smells more floral than it does the rooty thing. It's got that carroty, like boiled carrot herbal smell. It's got it's got everything basically, right? But I always get I must get a tiny, tiny bit of almost like coconut butter as well. If that when you were saying fruity, and I I haven't smelt this for like nearly twenty years, mm-hmm. and it, it's uh, magic. Yeah, it's right? slightly fruity than I remember. It is just. I know, Dan, you said you'd fight someone for the Nazarene. I would fight someone for a bottle of this. See, you say fruity. I, 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 it, it, Ever so slightly, just the, just on the very, very top. It, it just. smells to me, and, and this will also sound stupid, but um, most of the shit I say sounds stupid, so that's fine. Um, it smells to me like iris and vodka. I don't know. Uh, uh, interesting, yeah. interesting. You should say that. Uh, my, 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 just my thing on it is that because because clearly there's there's irons which give you that kind of like head buzz, like oh my god, this is the most amazing thing. Then there's ironones, right? Which to me mm. are not as pleasant, right? And they're clearly they're they're abundant in these materials, right? But then you get more of the ironones later on. So when this dries down, it becomes more woody. It becomes almost like, like I describe it like that sugar paper that you had like in school mm. as a kid. Like it's it's not very it's not very nice, right? It's to me, it smells like cedary. It gets kind of woody, and that is the element of the perfume that I don't like. And when you wear it on skin, because I put some on my skin the other day, um, you you lose some of that sort of toppy stuff. But I don't care because frankly, it has both of those aspects. Some people try and get away with an iris accord that is just ionones, right? And I'm like, it doesn't have any of that splendor. It doesn't have any of the the beauty. And you're just trying to call it iris because you've knocked up some kind of like, you know, uh, thing uh, that just smells like kind of drab sort of woody paper. This does have that aspect to it as well because Sheldrake and uh, 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 Serge Luton's have a cedar thread running through everything that they make right so the fact that there is cedar part you know um paired with all these beautiful iris materials because god knows what is actually in i don't know i'm not claiming to know what's in here but i'm just mean and the, the silver mist is probably the most perfect descriptor of it of any perfume right because it has this silvery misty sort of like quality to it I, I think it's absolutely superb. If I could afford a bottle, I would definitely get it. Um, and isn't you know, it, it um, yeah. discontinued now? Yes. I heard of this perfume, right? Like everyone, like years ago, and I was so hyped for it. I wanted it forever. It became like a bit of a unicorn for me. Hmm. And I finally got a bell jar of it, <gasps> and I fucking hated it. And I sold it two days after I bought it, but. I liked it enough that I kept like a small decan, which is what we've all got now. Is like f- the five or f- about three or four mil decan that I took of it before I sold it. And you love I it thought, again now, don't you? Well, so this is the complete. <laughs> I love it and I love it to bits, but I also hate it. And I'm reminded a little bit of what Dan says. Um, like, where I love it, but I just can't see why I would ever wear it. 
Or and and Fliss, you say the same about zoologists. You know, like yeah. um, you know, it, and it's almost like it's a a great olfactory uh, I like uh, like composition that's like interesting and all the rest of it, and it's a nice exploratory thing. But to actually wear, it's just garbage. It absolutely stinks, and it doesn't stink nice. Like like I so the thing I really love about it is also the thing I think is that causes it problems. And I love like that underneath that big iris, because obviously the iris is like forefront, right? But I love that underneath it all, there's this like cedar and like nutmeg sort of sweetness, like spice sweetness, but you can almost, it's almost imperceptible, but it's there if you kind of dwell on it. And I love that. But I think at the same time, it's precisely that that makes it smell a bit like hospitals and a bit like cleaning fluid and a bit like <laughs> like. So so I was wearing it. That's I why I said vodka. I'm thinking cleaning fluid, vodka. You know, yeah. high alcohol content, paint yeah. stripping, disinfectanty yeah. type stuff. Yeah. I, I so I was wearing it, um, I, and I was enjoying it at the time. And I was cutting my mum's hair, and um, she said to me, "Oh, what perfume are you wearing? It smells like the dentist." And I couldn't get it out of my head ever <laughs> since. And and every time I wore it after that, I just felt felt like this smells like disinfectant or some sort of like antibacterial like wipe or something and i ended up selling it um and where were you two when i was selling it because it took me weeks to sell it and i sold <laughs> I it for a, a big loss because no one would me. buy it and i was no. shocked because i thought it would sell like that and it didn't i wouldn't have bought it because i don't like it sorry <laughs> well, i mean I, i'm uh, sorry to be contrary but i i genuinely don't like it it smells uh i mean it's got that sort of dry woody sort of backbone thing but to me it, it does just at the top smell like kind of um you know common or garden irish perfume plus vodka um and and i just i can't i can't get into it at all fliss looks shocked if, if, and stunned and if looks could kill i would be dead five times over from the look that Fliss has just shot me it is it's absolutely gold standard this is the bar of iris as far as i'm concerned yeah see i think you're wrong i think the other one is i think the <laughs> oh, see, i think I, the aids de venusas one mm. is just mind-blowing see and me, i think we're incredible. both wrong and yeah. i think that that iris nazarena stinks and is awful and for me my gold standard iris and this is gonna i like now i may as well just turn this off and leave because i'm never going to be welcome back afterwards is joe malone oris and sandalwood that for me is the, the gold good, standard of that's iris a good perfume. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah i don't know it so i can't i can't be Fliss critical like of that response gonna deck me <laughs> Uh, I, I, I've I've seen I, her fight. Mm. Don't get on the wrong side of this one. <laughs> <laughs> She's nails. I'd I'd mm, I'd need to smell the Joe Malone, yeah. and I there's a I haven't smelt very much Joe Malone because I just have you smelt the Orison Sandalwood? No. I will send you, send you a sample send because some, it's yeah, bloody good. Okay. So you um, really but it's didn't very like different. the Nazarena at all? I, I didn't. I hated it. I How it had this could spirit. you not like that? It's, it's got this weird. Uh, do you know what? This, so okay, I was going to wait till later, but I'm going to pop it now. This is my theory on Luca Turin and Tanya Sanchez, and everything that they rate is five stars. It's very perfumey, if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> and, and that makes no sense, maybe on a perfume. No, no it does. But it does. It's th- 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 this, everything that we've tried and everything that we're going to try is, to my eyes, it's got a backbone of perfume. 
that's like you know cl- classical roots somewhere mm. and it, that's the thing that i didn't like in iris nazarena was that it has this backbone of like and i can understand why you like it dan because it's got this backbone of like very classic traditional like very nice green perfume like green and floral perfume um but to me that's exactly what i hate about it it smells like like so it so smells like a tramp's ass what does fliss no. think about it sorry i i really i liked it i felt i feel as if i feel quite similar about the the nazarene as i felt about the ormond jane woman i feel like I, I totally feel it as a well blended interesting um interesting enough above designer iris smell i I also can see it as slightly more masculine than the Irish Silver Mist, but it didn't move me. And the Irish Silver Mist just, there's a little thing in my tummy that just turns because it's so good. This, just, it, it's, I'm going to say again, it's lovely, but it's lovely. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I I feel like that as well. It's it's, it's kind of what I'm saying about the perfume thing. Like, you know, that's what I want to say about a lot of them is that, like, underneath, they oh, they're lovely and they're very perfumey, but they're just lovely and perfumey and smell a little bit like classical perfume. Well done. Like, I feel like if you construct a perfume and you make it, you know, give it classical roots, you've got five stars from Luca and Tanya. Mm. To me, the the Iris Silver Mist sort of goes against that. So I don't know, what am I saying? The Iris yeah. Nazarena smells more like leather to me, to be honest. Um, like a like I imagine like white <laughs> white leather, right? Which is never the best in anything. If you think like white leather trousers, I don't know. No, like white leather, like a, a sofa or something. You just I think, think Jeremy I'd ne- I'd ne- I'd, exactly. Like I'd never buy that because <laughs> it's just too ridiculous, and it'll get stains on it and whatever. But that's like. I, I that's what I, I get from it. I I love it, don't get me wrong. Uh it's 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 beautiful, but it, in terms of a, a a study on iris on actually being a, an iris, I'd say the silver mist is like it, it's more um it's more artistic to to mm. to me. But I still love the Nazarena, don't get me wrong. I fucking love the Nazarena. I love wearing it. I love having it. I love the fact that it got discontinued and now it's back. Okay, so uh, let's do the scores then. Um, should we do them? Let's go. Uh, let's go person at a time, and you can give us scores for both the um, Silver Mist and the Iris Nazarena. Ben, Silver Mist. So, so five. I'm gonna Silver Mist for me is if, despite the fact that I said I hated it and all the rest of it, I I love it for what it is and I can see that it's like artistic brilliance um, and I'm going to give it five stars um, yep that's that excellent okay Nazarena two because for me it's like a functional perfume that smells nice but I wouldn't want to wear it okay great uh, Fliss uh, Silver Mist five easy five Nazarena I think th- possibly four Mm. are we doing decimal points though but no no No. (laughs) are we allowing that there's no point having a five star rating if you can suddenly give like random decimals okay then three a thousand point system (laughs) three right okay James both five 
Both five. Okay, right. Well, uh, no. Uh, the Silver Mist. Silver Mist, I will give uh, two, possibly three stars. And Nazarena uh, will get a whopping five stars because it's a phenomenon and I love it. And now I'm going to dedicate my life to finding a bottle of that. Good. That were fun. I like that. Um, right. So uh, I'm not quite sure where we landed on that, though. I think it sounded. Did you all give Irish Silver Mist five stars apart from me? Yeah. 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 Fuck all of you. Um, <laughs> uh, you're all wrong, as is Luca Turin in my book. Uh, okay, let's move on to something else. Um, let's not talk about Shalimar. Um, should we say some words about Shalimar and then not talk about it? It just is. Shalimar is Shalimar, and it is, it is whatever you think of it. It's a five-star perfume, and you just can't... We can't... We can't talk about his five stars and not mention it, but at the same time, I don't think we need to go into it because that is an entire podcast all on its own. I mean, I wore it for the first time in ages, and I... I, I wore it for a whole day and I was, I'd forgotten how good it was. I was like, oh, Fliss, you numpty. How can you forget this? You twit. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to argue about it. I, I, I was, I was going to sort of put forward some random hypothesis, uh, which um, I think I probably don't even believe in myself. So, uh, Probably no point in me advancing that argument. Um, <laughs> cool, yeah, cool. Let's move yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's talk about the last one that I sent out, which um, we didn't get to talk about last week. So we were meant to talk about five last week, and we chopped one off the end because everyone was tired and ready for bed. And it was Caron, le troisième homme, uh, the third man, um, which... Um, uh, I, I think may now be discontinued, uh, but still can be bought for not a great deal of money. Uh, it comes in a very nice 125ml flacon. I think I paid like 30 quid for it or something. Uh, a great value perfume, uh, certainly at that price. Um, James, what did you think of Le Troisième Homme? Loved it. Loved it. Um, I, I had sort of vague memories of uh spraying it in a shop or something and it's one of those perfumes that people post about on instagram and and you know i i know i know it as the the caron that i don't really know because i probably just picked it up and went oh yeah it's a reasonably pleasant sort of fougere type thing uh moving on and then uh actually when i've worn it and thought about it uh i thought it was brilliant i i was on the same level uh, of appreciation just just in the day that I wore it I think it was good uh, circumstances and my mood and whatever um, that it was up there with the derby that you that you sent mm. uh, completely different I mean a modern you know a modern take and certainly the later dry down of it because initially you think oh yeah it's it's a lavender fougere if you like uh, but it has a sort of um, uh, it has a very resinous um, uh, Shepra sort of element to it, if you like. Uh, it smells quite heavily of labdanum when you first smell it, I think. Um, and then kind of just fizzles into like a really enjoyable, uh, you know, broadly masculine barbershop, all these kind of, 
you know, uh, redundant sort of like descriptions. Um, mm. But it is all those things and it's modern. And then when it really dries down much later, I get loads of the, the lavender and the um, vanilla together, which reminds me of the original Caron um, Om. Uh, which I thought is a really clever little thing because it doesn't at first, it's nothing fucking like it at first. And mm. then after you've worn it for a few hours, you start to get more of that. So I think it's very clever. I, I love it. I love the fact that it's affordable, that it's a Caron, the great, great house. I always um, visit the Caron uh, boutique when I'm in Paris, which is not very often. I mean, like, been twice <laughs> and I went to it twice. Um, but uh, I always would because they're affordable. They've got great heritage. They're really well made. Just really good perfumes and good, just good for them as a brand. And yeah, I will be getting this. And I'm not going to give my stars away, but pretty fucking obvious what I feel uh, about Yeah. It, so. so, so, so James thinks it's like two out of five. Yeah. Good. <laughs> uh, Fliss. I can't. I've got nothing really to, to add to what James has said. I really liked it too, and I was. I have never smelled it before, and I was really surprised how mm. much I liked it. I thought the dry down was lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, too masculine. Unfortunately, I tried it on the same day that I then tried the Derby, oh, and wow. in compa- And I just, I was gonna give it five stars, and then I put the Derby on, and I was like, why do I need this when? And I know that they are very different. But in terms of that visceral reaction to what I want when I put five stars on something, it kind of paled in comparison and I've not worn it since. I'm just spraying again now. But yeah, it's lovely. I like it. I like it. Four. Four? Four. Four. Okay. Slightly mean today. Four. Yeah, a little bit mean, I think. But um, (laughs) I think next to Derby, I I probably don't disagree. um, But if there was like a sort of... If there was something beyond the five that I could give uh, for the Derby, I would. I mean, if 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 you sort of set the benchmark at you know Derby is five stars, and, and unless it's as good as Derby, you can't have five stars. I think it's going to be a very fucking small number of perfumes uh, occupying the top spot. Um, but yeah, okay, uh, four, a little bit stingy in my view, but whatever. Um, ben. Oh no! There he is. There he is. Yeah, it's a hard pass for me. It smells like my old medicine cabinet. Uh, it smells like all the the sort of like old spice and nonsense, crappy perfumes that my dad had kept on the medicine cabinet, and even he'd not used them, and they'd been there for twenty years. And this was like nineteen eighty two, and it, it's. You know that you pick a perfume up that's like not, not been used for ages or whatever and from a medicine cabinet and it's got that kind of scummy rim around the bottom of it and it, that, this where it's leaked a bit. That's what this smells like. It's so bad. It's I, I genuinely don't understand why... why you, when, when Fliss says about it, she smelt this and then smelt Derby, I agree completely. Do you think I was generous when I said four? It's not bad. I'm being a little bit hyperbolic and a little bit kind of like like you know bombastic about you're it. Being but... bit, you're being a bit you've been a bit churin about it, aren't you? Yeah, but it's yeah. it's Meta. just I just can't get into it, and it's just, it doesn't do anything for me. And I, I try and I try to look at things objectively anyway. Like for example, you know the Irish Silver Mist. I don't really like that, but I, I try and be objective about it. But with this one, there's just nothing. I can't even see. 
why you might like it if you're into perfume because there's so much stuff that's in this vein that stomps all over it like Derby like and, and so like when you when you, you know you put it next to it to give Derby five and then this four I think like this way it's so far very behind different. I think yeah very but it's perfumes. but there's still it's so far it's just so far behind to me it's, it's I can silly. understand why why we're talking about them together is because we literally received them at the same time and we're yeah doing oh you we, I wouldn't put them yeah, together yeah, yeah, yeah. if like no. like in terms of like what they smell like no no yeah. you are right yeah yeah, yeah. No, um, I just happen to own them yeah but um you yeah, know I just think even the like it starts to dry down and get this like powdery kind of barbershop thing that you think oh that's gonna be nice but to me it just smells like like powdered lemonade or something um and it just does nothing for me. Like, yeah, sorry. One star. Do you get those? Sort no, of that's a bit harsh one too. Star. Maybe two one stars. Because it, it again, it, it, it no. Well, yeah, no. Do you two, get the, res- the resinous warmth of a of a Shalimar, perhaps like a sort of resiny kind of warmth underneath? He doesn't. No. Do, do you I get don't. it? <laughs> does, does anybody get it? I'm fucking. I I I, I yeah I. I think you nailed it with your opening description, actually, James, and and I think it was a perfect description, and and that's probably exactly why I do like it, and arguably why Ben possibly doesn't as well. Um, I think you know it. What what I think uh, this perfume does rather well is it it probably highlights uh, some differences in taste between us rather than. Um, y- y- you know, uh, it, yeah, it highlights differences in taste rather than we all have different opinions about the quality or, or the perfume or whatever. It, it, this, this is, I think, it's a fantastic perfume, and it's very much my taste, very much in my space, and I can totally see why Ben doesn't like it. It makes me sad. Um, like smelling, it's making me sad. Wow. That just makes me feel sad. <laughs> it's just it's got some weird nostalgic horror that I just don't like about it. It's... There's a there's a sort of knockaboutness there's a sort of not no, knockaboutness about um Caron that I like. They're just like you know, they're not they're not too like airs and graces, they're not too like fancy. You know, they're just a like like have you ever had uh Band de Caron? Which is like you're supposed to put it in the bath, right? It's perfume right. that you pour in the bath. I mean, you can oh, wear yeah, it as yeah. a perfume. There used to be that brute advert, on. didn't they? Where there's that guy going like, oh, lovely, pouring brute in the bath. Like, um... it, it, it's, it is that, basically. It's really cheap, and you can get it, and it's in a band de caron, and it's it, it's like a kind of uh, a really ambery, Shalimar-esque type mm. perfume. That you just pour in the bath. It's really nice. You put it in a hot bath, and it's like, wow, this is like beautiful. So uh, yeah, there's just something I just like Caron as a brand. I, it, they've got like, do you remember when like um, uh, old like pharmacies used to have those big glass fucking yeah. like weird shaped like tear shaped bottles in the window? Yeah, that's mm. what the Caron boutique looks like, and it's like, whoa, this like you know, there's a sort of old. They have them in thingy and masons as well in london fortnum and masons fortnum and masons yeah, thingy yeah. <laughs> fortnum and masons in london the, the, the caron uh stand it looks beautiful it looks really old school mm-hmm. uh, well and 
Yeah, they are. It's a it's a very it's a venerable uh, house. It's been around yeah. since like uh, uh, since Moses wore short pants. But I think it's venerable, but it's not it's not highbrow. I think James is completely right. It's venerable. But it's not highbrow. You know what you're going to get? It's very very well made, but it's not chi chi in that way. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Chi chi. Like, What's chi chi? Chi chi. Like you know, chi chi is like. Dior or something like that. Oh no, uh, you're Gala, looking like a mental Maybe this is because I've drunk too much wine, but I do not know what you're talking about. What's a shishi? Oh, right, okay. You mean like sort of? Uh, it's not not dead trendy and. Uh, well, it's not posh. I mean, it's 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 really yeah. good, well-made stuff, but it's not posh. Well, it's very yeah, it's very down to earth. Uh, mm. I mean, have you tried? Caron uh, pour, pour un homme, Caron pour un homme, which is one of the sort of first, I think, um, or first that I've tried, I guess, um, uh, masculine marketed vanilla fragrances. It's quite heavy on the vanilla, um, which is quite unusual. I think it's, uh, but it's been about since forever, right? James, you must know this one. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not really a, 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 albeit like I do love like loads of lavender, like forward perfumes or whatever. But to me, uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of it uh, to the point where I don't own it. But I appreciate what it was and what it what it is in perfumery. And actually, in hindsight, I probably would add it to my collection because. It's as good, if not better, than most of the. It, it's it's essentially lavender and vanilla, um, but it's it's a nice nice quality lavender that I would like, uh, and it's a nice soft vanilla-y, pillowy kind of vibe. Now, Fliss has been talking about uh, those Chanel's um, recently. Well, we were we were saying about uh, Boy, and um, what's the one you've got? Jersey. Uh, Jersey. Uh, I personally, like I say, I like both of them. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. They're both really good. Um, but I just preferred Boy because I, I was trying to work out which one I wanted uh, out of those two. And I think Boy probably just about swung it. I haven't got uh, my hands on any yet. I, I, haven't you got a sample coming? No, no, oh, no, no. Right. no. Okay. She was just saying that she really liked it, but she hasn't got it. Um, but I am going to London uh, in oh, okay. September, so I will be spraying the shit out of that when I get. Well, to this the is it. You can't get Chanel samples, can you? Unfortunately, so I'm not surprised. Mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, so yeah, I'd go go in the shop and try it. Um, yeah. But yeah, along those similar kind of lines, if you've never tried uh, uh, Caron Porun Arm or whatever it's called, uh, maybe try that one as well because you probably get it quite cheap uh, and it's very much in the same vein. Uh, mm. as all that sort of stuff it's a very good lavender um mm. not obviously not quite a solid floor because it's got all that lavender in there uh vanilla in there as well vanilla, mm. yeah. um but yeah it's it's a great it's a great perfume i mean what more can i say i just don't feel the need to wear lavender that much you know yes okay so um i think we did the scores right ben basically uh i'll give it a two gave it a i'll two. give it a two because one is like that's proper bum Right. Yeah, that's fucking awful. A one, right? Fliss gave it a four. Although it seems to be well, that was under duress. I was going to give it less, uh, and then you, you you did a look at me. You rounded I felt it a up bit worried. to a four. Did you? I, hate I rounded it up. I could have rounded it down. <laughs> you 
bastard. Uh, right, okay, so it's a three from Fliss. Uh, James? A it's five. A five. It's a five. Ah, oh, it's a five from me as well. Uh, just as an FYI, I used to have uh, one of the uh, vintage bottles of uh, Le Troisième Homme, um, and um, it didn't really smell a great deal different to the, the mm. modern formulation. So uh, it's good to know that you can still get an absolute fucking banger in a 125ml bottle. Um, it's, uh, I think it's superb. Um, it's not anywho. that old a fragrance, though, is it? Is it from the 90s, maybe? You know the 90s was, like, quarter of a century ago. Yeah? True, but I, I said that, th- like, adding a bit on. I don't even think it was the 90s. I think oh, it was, really? like, 2000s okay. when it came out, yeah. So, 1985. 1985. Oh, okay. Boom. Have some of that. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, so... So 1985 would be uh, Jesus Christ. What's um, that? Nearly 40 years old. Wow. Mm. Shit, that is cool. Um, okay, good. So um, we have done two irises. We have done Con le troisième homme. We have done Shalimar, at least in passing. Uh, so what are we going to move on to? Now we got Timbuktu and Castagna next. Yeah. Can we try Castagna? Because I can't find my Timbuktu sample, so I'll have to sit that one out. But um, yeah. it smells like uh, cocoa. Uh, the chestnuts covered in cocoa. That's what it smells like to me. Uh, it's very nice. Um, I don't understand why it's five stars, but there you mm. go. <laughs> Is that it was, is that it? Is that yeah, everyone? Yeah, well, think that? I mean, it's 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 nice. It's nice. I, um, uh, okay. I don't think it's Go it's on. not going to blow my I fucking hair love back. that perfume. I really, think I think it's incredible. Really, uh, I for me, it's a fucking vetiver perfume, right? So let's let's just have it right. Yeah, that I I I I don't always do this but a lot of the time i sample stuff without without any knowledge of it beforehand i wanted to try clune keen because thinking clune keen i could never i never fucking, whatever it is I, I don't want to say anything racist, okay i'm just i'm just trying to say the name of an irish brand i just fucking right okay so basically um it's like for me i, I tried it and i was like it's a it smells of vetiver, right? I thought this is a vetiver perfume, and then I looked at the notes, and it was vetiver in that. I know it's nutty. I know it's almost got like a sandal, like kind of like a sandalwoody, creamy sort of effect. But that's all just like it. it for me, it smells of nutty uh, vetiver. See, I I can smell the vetiver, but to me, the dominant note is definitely that sort of chestnutty sort of thing um and i'm wondering to myself whether i would know it was chestnuts without having seen you know the description would you say any kind of nuts just not nutty generally no i think i i think i would go for chestnuts knowing it i quite often i think about um ambers as having a sort of nuttiness to them um and that's quite different to what i'm smelling here if that makes sense so um i don't know i get i get the bit of her as well but definitely 
chestnuts, like almost roasted chestnuts. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Um, oh no, it's really good. Call me fucking agent. Um, right. Um, so it's nice, but I'm finding it difficult to get overly excited about it, if I'm honest. Is it because it's too gourmand? Well, so the problem, gourmand for me, and we discussed gourmands extensively, but gourmand for me usually means like super saccharine vanilla and stuff. And this is not that. This is not no. a kind of sweet, goopy kind of cake thing. It is quite foody, though. I'll I'll, I'll mm. agree on that point. It it does have that sort of edible, uh, you know, chestnutty sort of vibe to it. Um, it I don't know. It's um, it's just not something I'd wear. I, I mean, it smells nice, but I um, it's it's like I guess you know once you smell about I don't know. 20,000 perfumes or so, right? At some point, you sort of go, yeah, there's a load of stuff that smells nice that I don't give a shit about. Uh, this falls squarely into that camp. It smells nice. There's no problem with it. I wouldn't object to anyone buying it. I'd even maybe recommend it to someone looking for a chestnut-based fragrance, but I don't care about it. I've got no emotional connection to this whatsoever. Mm. Well, I have that. What do you think? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> uh, I see. I don't get any better from better from it at all. All I get is sugar roasted chestnut. I get really, really high levels of sugar and really? nuts. It smells it's overly gourmand for my tastes, and it it smells like. It smells like somebody, something that somebody might pump into a bakery at Christmas in an effort to sell more pastries. That kind of... <laughs> and, and, and I <laughs> Do they do that? Is that yeah. Penn Halligan's bakery? Or <laughs> I don't know. You, you know, that, that... It just... And, yeah, I... It's not for me at all. I think... Because I don't get the vetiver and I just get this very, very sugary top, I feel it's a bit unsophisticated. <laughs> Stinging. Oh. Unsophisticated. Mm. Ben, I hope Ben likes it. I, I, ben, it'll crush me. It will crush me if Ben I have to like. say, that is unsophisticated. has to be one of, like, the, uh, you know, most considered... <laughs> yeah, it's really sharp and pointed. It's yeah. it's a it's a direct hit. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Lu- Luca's fucking fuming, but I'm I'm all right with it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but but you know, uh, I I think Ben's. Well, actually, I think this probably disproves Ben's theory because this doesn't have that sort of trad perfumey aspect to it. I disagree. I disagree. Uh, okay. But I really like it. I, and I like it probably for all the reasons that Fliss hates it. Like it does smell like a bakery at Christmas. Like and that's but that's precisely what I like about it. It's like powdery and comfortable and slightly unsophisticated, but it's comforting. It's like oh, this is nice. It makes me feel like a cozy jumper. Um, and I really like that about it. Say cozy. Having one said that, more time, motherfucker. <laughs> so, but having said oh, that, no. I think. 
the things I don't like about it, the thing that puts me off and says that I'm not going to put this on five stars, is because it has an undercurrent of perfume. Like it, it, it's like this gourmandy <laughs> kind of perfume that has this undercurrent of like something a bit rooted in sort of more classical perfume. Ben, this that, is a that perfume not... podcast. You do know Yeah, that. But, but so, so okay, but so like you would never, for example, when we're talking like gourmands, like if we were to be a bit more verbose about it then, if we're, if we're talking about gourmands, we would never, ever, ever put them in the classical category, right? Almost never. Like if ever, I can't think of anything because they're so structurally different from anything like a Shepra or like a, a, a classical floral or something like that. They're, they're just so completely different. And like, to be re- fair, fairly unsophisticated. I mean, the, the things that I think that I really enjoy about Gourmands are, are generally a bit shallow and a bit unsophisticated, but that's okay because that's what they are. Like, you know, maybe there's like wood or whatever that gives them a bit more sophistication. But this one, however, and why I think it backs up, I think is because underneath that kind of Gourmand edge, it does have something a little bit floral, a little bit powdery, a little bit kind of like there's like almost like a, a sort of powdery soapy vibe to it, which is sort of in my sort of to be lazy perfume. Do you know what I mean? Like a bit classical perfumey like that's, you know, if I'm being lazy, that's what I'd say. But, but, but realistically, it's that powdery soapiness that's got that old school kind of slightly floral powdery soapiness. Um, and that, I think, is what runs underneath it. And that's why I think it still supports my theory that, well, that, that is, and that is where we're like classic stuff. fundamentally different because that's the thing that makes it a perfume for me. Whereas, like, you'd be like, oh no, yeah. I want it to be this gourmand thing and I want it to really commit to that. Whereas I'm yeah, like, yeah. I want it to do that because fine, it can do that if it wants these nutty themes and stuff. But I want mm. it to have that classic perfumery element, which is maybe where my uh you know uh tastes and sort of sensibility whatever you want to call it ties in with luca turin's in that uh, that's what i'm looking for in a perfume to make yeah. it a perfume in my personal tell opinion you, yeah i'll tell you what it reminds me of um and it's a more wearable version then um boifarine uh which is john claude eleanor uh, letters and parfum air um, it reminds me of a much more wearable version of that it's got that nutty element to it and that mm-hmm. kind of like powdery nutty. sort of Nutty. nutty element. I prefer the boifarine though because it doesn't have that saccharine sweetness. Me too. Yeah, no, I prefer boifarine as well. And I like, I like the fact that it actually just it smells much more just like bread. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it's just no, I... that it commits more. This just yeah, I maybe like what James was saying, like and how it's a difference of our taste. Like I, that's why I like boifarine because it is committed to that one thing. Whereas this, it's like it's three quarters way there, and then it's underscored by this kind of powdery floral thing that, that just uh, interestingly enough because you're talking about bois, bois farine um mm. do you like um the serge luton's one which is the bready one i can't remember what it's called um, oh uh Jeu de peu. Um, Jeu de peu. Jeu de peu. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I haven't smelled it i'm I've not a fan of it really that bready sensation for ages it's slightly would, milky, bready yeah, thing. Yeah, I would probably yeah. say that, like, you know, if somebody said, what is your favourite smell outside of perfume? As Fliss was saying, somebody was, you know, putting this question out on thingy. I would probably say that freshly baked bread, I mean, who doesn't like for the smell of freshly baked bread? I mean, it's fucking beautiful, isn't it? Even if you've got, like, gluten fucking intolerant or whatever, you still like the smell of, you know... <laughs> I'm sure you do, do you know what I mean? Or it's like... Uh, vegetarians, a lot of vegetarians are, oh, the smell of a bacon butty, oh my God, I fucking, you know what I mean? It's just certain things 
certain things uh, are just they're in it's like a visceral kind of like response isn't it to just be like oh my god that's amazing so like yeah I, I, and to me that doesn't smell like 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 bread in that sense and i don't think i've ever smelled any perfume that particularly has a realistic bread like smell to it or that but i'm going off the point slightly but i i, I felt that this personally you're saying it's like sugary and like sweet and stuff I don't really get that. And it was interesting that um, Dan also kind of said, it's that's what precisely why I like it, because it's nutty, but it's not sweet. And I, 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 just, I, think, I just get yeah. sugar, sugar, sugar. That's, that's weird. I'm... Yeah, I don't find mm. it sweet at all. Although I'm yeah. just thinking about uh, uh, smells outside of perfume that I really like. Um Obviously, uh, just go completely. Could be a whole episode off. that, couldn't it? Really? Yeah, it, it could. It could be. But um, how about this for a slightly uh, odd one? Um, so when I was uh, a kid, in fact, up to my you know late teens, I was a uh, competitive swimmer, and um, there is something, and I still swim a lot now, and there is something very. Um, I don't know what the word is exactly, sort of evocative, I guess, of just walking into a swimming pool and smelling the sort of chlorine and stuff that instantly has this kind of transportive effect. And, and I know it smells broadly like bleach and, and, and cleaning products and such like, but for me, um, I wouldn't say I like it. I mean, because that's a that's a different thing, but it, it's very triggering in a sort of nostalgic sort of way. Mm. What? Um, so you get in like competition mode? You get in like fucking no, like, ready no, to go? Uh, no, I'm more um, nostalgic. Oh, I don't know. It, it's more more nostalgic about you know like uh, getting up really fucking early and mum driving me to swimming training and stuff, and just the whole kind of experience of. I mean, I don't know. My my guess is that none of you particularly spent a lot of time as competitive swimmers, but um, I'm interested you know. in it because are you a bit of a personal question? But are you, are you shaved? Uh, what uh, like all over, <laughs> just no. everywhere? <laughs> no. Did you have a weird shaped body? Because when people get into swimming, it like develops them. Like they're obviously extremely fit and so stuff, I, but I've they have got very, really weird shoulders and like. I've got very broad shoulders and mm-hmm. um, very very sort of powerful. You uh, do look swimmery. Body. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Pure pure swimmer action over here. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I still swim uh, quite a lot, and and I still get that same sort of visceral kind of. Um, yeah, not boost, but it's it is a. I don't know. It, there's a sort of strange, and I hate the word spiritual because I'm not. I don't consider myself a spiritual person at all. But there is an almost sort of, um, I guess, the nostalgia and the sort of connectedness. It makes me feel like um, it makes me feel like I can appreciate the continuum of my my life does that make any fucking sense at all am i just being you were cringing at yourself then like i'm i'm cringing at myself because i i I feel like i sound pretentious but no it's sort of makes there's a sort of comfort to it knowing that i'm on uh, you know it's yeah, it's me, the same person, but like 30 years ago, and I can sort of instantly reach back into the past and, and, and 
feel all those feelings and picture you know my my mom in the morning having not brushed her hair and me kind of like uh, you know refusing to brush my teeth because it was like five o'clock in the morning and like all that all those yeah. little things are sort of almost instantly triggered just by the smell of chlorine in a swimming pool which i think is brilliant but isn't yeah. that why we're all perfume collectors as well though because we have those visceral responses to to, to a lot of smells and our maybe our yeah. maybe our sense memory is heightened in a way so when i'm smelling stuff i'm not just remembering but i'm also trying to, when i'm looking for perfumes often i'm looking for a memory of a memory as well if that makes any sense you know it it, it does and i've thought about that a little bit and what i can't tell is whether I was always going to be drawn to perfumery because of some sort of innate passion for smells and and you know my brain indexes smells in a particular way or whether I've started to kind of post rationalize um you know the way I smell things because I got into perfume you know, I got its perfume because, hey, you know, Aventus got me loads of compliments and uh, I wanted panties thrown at me. But now that has led me to a place where I kind of post-rationalise all, all these different sort of scent experiences. I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg in that case. Well, it's funny that Fliss was saying, I, do, do you actively think that you're seeking it out? Like when you try a perfume, are you thinking about, like triggering that memory or no what I, you, yeah. it's just it's when it happens that's when you know isn't yeah. it it's like until you could try loads of perfumes and it not really uh you just go oh this is a similar sort of rose thing that i've smelled before or mm. whatever and then just certain things do it don't they and you go oh but but, but maybe subconsciously you are seeking it out with trying loads you know totally and but that's what happened with the saint Clair with me was the the visceral response of the the how i how I processed the smell was so triggering to my whole body that I literally was on a high. The mm -hmm. buzz was extreme. And this doesn't mean I'm not going to stop smelling, you know, no, two or three course. things for the rest of the week. Yeah. But there is, I think there is an adrenaline when you finally find, when, when, when you do find something that makes you go, <gasps> like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you don't know you're looking for it no. until you find it, yeah. But I think I relate almost all perfumery to things in my life like like all the time like like every time everything i smell like 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 for example like i just slammed that caron pohon but if you sort of like think about what i said about it it was because it was a memory of something that i didn't yeah. really like and mm -hmm. like if i think like even like barnyard perfumes the reason i really like that kind of barnyard smell of like you know like leather rude or or you know a shitty perfume Every time I smell it, I get like an image in my mind of us driving through the countryside when I was a kid on a summer holiday, driving past this farm, middle farm, like just, just out sort of like in the middle. that way. Um, yeah, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, but we used to drive past it like in the, in the summer holidays because it was like there was a main road that ran past it and they used to do like the muck spreading and that. And, mm. and that's what I, you know, like I, I like shitty perfumes, but it's not because I like shit or want to smell like shit. It's just what it, what it says to me. And, and I get that image in my mind like really clearly every time like of driving and i've got perfumes that i've got that i will never wear but i keep them because of the sense memory that it creates like like you no. say barnyard smells or whatever i just i just thought of something there um so my my 
granddad um, is no longer with us, uh, hasn't been for many years, but an abiding memory of him. Uh, is, uh, so he, um, he was an interesting guy, and we'll go off on a tangent here, but um, he's, he was German, um, and he left Germany um, in uh, like uh, the late... 1930s when it sort of became clear that uh, so German Jewish when it became clear that uh, you know Jews weren't welcome there um, and then uh, he moved to South Africa that's why my family are born in South Africa I have South African uh, parents um, and he used to come and visit us in England we, we lived in England because my dad uh, uh, got a scholarship to study here and um he used to come and visit us, and he used to love <laughs> the smell of cow shit. Um, and I, <laughs> I just have an abiding memory of him because we, you know, where I grew up, we lived just on the edge of the the city, right near sort of some, some some farms, and there was always the smell of sort of cow shit in the air. And he fucking loved it, and he used to talk about how much he loved that smell. And I've only just remembered that. I obviously I haven't thought about that for 20, 30 years. But um, yeah, you just saying uh, uh, the barnyard thing, Ben. That's uh, brought that back. <laughs> so that was nice. That was a nice little memory experience for me. Anyway, anyway, fucking hell. Right. Uh, what so- are our scores for this Castagna anyway? Because we've got 10 minutes to go and we've still got Timbuktu to talk about. Oh, shit, we have. Um, okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a three, a solid three. It's a good perfume. I don't particularly care about it, though. So three from me. Ben? I'm going to give it a four in line with Ormond Jane Woman that I both thought were bloody excellent. Not quite fives, but I'd really, I would buy them. Uh, so, yeah, four for me. Okay, Fliss? Three. I think if you're into gourmands and you smell it the way that I smell it, which is very sugary and nutty, and you're a gourmand lover, it's for you, but it's not for me. Right. Okay, and James, I think we know. Five. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, overall, I think broadly we're not quite on the same page as uh, Luca Turin. Although... I don't think we've had a single one so far where somebody hasn't thought they were a solid five-star banger, right? No, I think pretty much I have, and I'll tell you why. You pesky oh. kids. I am Luca Turin. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that... <laughs> that, that I think you wondered where terrifying. that was going then. You were like, what's happening? Yeah, I did, I did. <laughs> um, actually, I was just thinking, uh, was the Ormond woman, did, we, did everyone give that a four? Yeah, I wasn't too fussed uh, on that, or yeah. the lavender one, but the rest, I think, I've uh, pretty much... Oh, did anyone give the Coldney Island five? Did anyone yeah. give it more than two? Oh, yeah. Fliss liked it. I can't Fliss didn't give it a five, it a though, four. did you? I don't think. I think I gave it a four. Okay, good. Right, so what I said was about uh, not a single perfume has not got uh, at least one five-star review from us was incorrect. Both uh, Ormond Woman, Maximum it got was four, as same Cold in the Island Lavender. Good, right, so uh, all my theories are broadly wrong. Um, What are we moving on to now, then? So we've got Lard Saint Parfumet Timbuktu is the last one, isn't it? Mm. Uh, I'll go quickly. I bought this, I think, when it first came out in, like, 2004, 2005 or whatever, and I believed that I loved it. 
and then I sold it and then I bought it again on the basis of Luca Turin's book and it sat in my drawer for years and I would smell the cap and go that's very nice and then I sold it and then I wore it and I kept thinking to myself gosh someone smells nice here and I'm kind of on the fence as to whether I want it back in my collection or not I totally get that it's a really really well constructed perfume and I love douche for particularly his early stuff there's almost nothing that he does that I don't like but there's something about it that again just doesn't quite move me yeah I also bought it and sold it um and I like it I think it's a really nice bit of a perfume but it doesn't really do anything like I like my vetiver a bit more raw a bit more harder than this you know Mm. like sort of I like my vetiver to like scrape my ass across the floor whereas this is just a little bit bit wet a bit weak doesn't really yes it's a bit wet really um uh but but you know I I can see why you'd like it and I think it's a really nice perfume and I, I yeah as a vetiver perfume I think it is quite nice but it's just just a bit weak you know like I think, like in a fight, Ted Hermes would beat it up, and that's saying something, like because neither of them are like strongest bit of a perfumes. Hmm. But um, yeah, that's you know, if we're pitting perfumes into like physical fights with each other, I think it's meant um, to do something very different to Ted Hermes though, because it's oh, it's yeah, part it's of the like, incense range, and they did Zonka at the same time, or just afterwards, and it's it they're, they're meant to be like meditative discussions about you know. Zen. Um, yeah. But like Zonkar is like other worlds better than this. Like, is that how you pronounce that, by the way? Because I've always seen that perfume and thought I have no idea how to pronounce that. What, Zonkar? The one D Z O N. Yeah, Zonkar. Yeah. I just said Zonkar. I don't know. Yeah, I don't that's know the way I've always said it. Zonkar. Um, I, I prefer the Zonkar. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's light years ahead of what this is. This to me is dull, boring wet but then but at the time when it was brought out though it was i mean at the time when it was brought out latizan were really niche in terms of what you could get hold Mm. of in general so there's a contextual element around what it was doing at the time oh i mean latizan i love them as a as a brand like i think they've like i think they're really I think even now that like a lot of the stuff they've put out is like you know you put it up against modern releases and they'd be creative i think mm. they're a really good house but i don't know to me this i think that's my biggest problem actually with this is that i was probably expecting because but i bought it blind and i was expecting a bit more sort of creativity than what i got and and i feel like like i say it's not a bad perfume at all but for me it's a little bit wet and a little bit like sort of boring a little bit um sort of one one dimensional and and, and mm. I didn't know actually that it came out as part of the same collection as Zonkar and and that surprised me because Zonkar is, is anything but one dimensional it's like pretty complex and and confusing perfume um, mm. whereas this I think is is quite straightforward and what does the arbiters think well I'm I'm shedding a fucking tear over here because Ben is just like savage Probably, <laughs> probably the greatest vetiver perfume ever made. Um, oh, Zonkar is what? dog shit, right? Zonkar. <laughs> I mean, that right, could, this made right. that's a whole and like another podcast episode. Well, well 
let me just say, I mean, I, I don't <laughs> I don't know how you could ever construe it as being boring. I mean, it's there's so much going on in uh, Timbuktu. It's kind of it's kind of sweaty in a, in a sense. Um, so I kind of get why you might say it's wet, but it's extremely it's sort of dry and like earthy and um, mm. yeah, I don't, I, I yeah, I don't, I don't really get. I don't really get that. Oh, I meant wet, like, like, like a bit limp, like it's just a bit weak. It's just a bit, it's it's like a soggy grey puddle. It's, you know, it's it's not it's not got any sort of like okay. roughness to it. Let's stop grit. slagging like, off my favourite like perfume. I... Five stars. <laughs> we're okay, we're done. No, and to be honest, I, I find it fascinating that you really don't like it because I Is thought... Is it really like... I thought you'd... I, I thought you'd really never be your favourite perfume. Like, Really? No, it, it no, it isn't. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with you, right? Your obviously, Fahrenheit is your favourite. <laughs> obviously, obviously, I like Timbuktu, and I think it's a great perfume. I think it's really well made. Okay. Uh, and but I understand how it can provoke completely different responses. Um, I'm surprised just because of Ben's taste. I honestly thought that that would be more up your street than it is. But like I, I say, love vetiver. I respect, but I like my vetiver to kick my ass. Like yeah. I like like rough, like what vetivers kick your ass? Just so I just so um, Mask Milano uh, Hemingway. Yeah, that to me is like pretty brutal. And then um, another one that I really like is Serge Luton. Um, Oh, what's it called? Vetiver Oriental. Mm-hmm. I like that as well. And that's another strong but kind of... I think I think Fliss made a good point there that it, 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 it's it's as much an incense perfume as it is a vetiver. Mm, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry yeah. Dan, go on. Best vetivers. Uh, so, uh, actually, uh, before I say best vetivers, I am going to apologise because I can't find the sample. Um, and... Timbuktu is not the one you described as uh, like um, a Del Boy cocktail. That was Batacada, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It was one of the other ones. Uh, Batacada was the one. There is a fruity one. element to it, though. Right, okay. Well, best vetiver. Um, I own quite a few vetivers, uh, apart from Ter Hermes, which I think is sort of in a category of its own. Um, Bella Bellissima uh, vetiver spice. Fucking hell, that is a perfume. Um, and in fact, I think, James, uh, before we'd met, it may have been your review that inspired me to buy that. Um, yours yeah, I've turned and, a few uh, people onto that, yeah. Yeah, uh, Ken Task Force. I don't know if you know Ken. Yeah, like uh, loads of people yeah. have like messaged me and gone, oh, I've read your review on Thingy and I bought it and it's really good and all this. And I'm yeah. like, I know. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't own, I don't own it, but... You know, yeah, I reviewed welcome. it once and thought it was. Yeah, brilliant. no, it is. It is fucking superb. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Roger Dove vetiver uh, X-ray. Um, uh, I'm sure there'll be eyebrows. That raised, is good. No, that it is, is good. really fucking good. And by the way, for scent memory stuff, that for me, that perfume is um, uh, family holiday to Disney. Uh, in the states, mm. uh, where I wore that quite a lot. So whenever my eldest daughter smells that, she's oh that smells like disney it doesn't smell like disney it smells like i smelt when we were at disney that's a different thing that's but, sweet um, though she'll always have that she'll yeah, always have exactly yeah. disney yeah. memory it's, that's yep. nice absolutely um so yeah those are two brilliant ones and the other one which i've kind of been obsessing about maybe trying to track down now is dior vetiva mm. which i i think I think it's probably worth going apeshit and spending a lot of money on uh, tracking down a sort of bottle. That's like quite discontinued now, isn't it? A Dior Vetiver. 
like I was never that big a fan of it. It's it's really it's all right. yeah yeah. It's, I mean, it's, right. it's good, like, but it's you know. But you move in Dior fanboy circles. Mm, no, not really. Um, that was just kind of you know a okay. period of my life I'd rather you know forget about. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Uh, I was drinking a lot of Buckfast. Yeah, I was in uh, these bathhouses with these Dior fan. <laughs> Guys, uh, no. um, he said his name was Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> Should we do uh, stars for this Tim Buck too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, well, it's, we I I can't because I can't find my sample. So apologies, it's a nil response from me. Uh, ben, I give it three, which is you know, yeah, I it's a good perfume, but it, it it just didn't meet my expectations. But I still think it's a good three. F- Fliss is holding it under her nose like a little uh, moustache. <laughs> like a little, little moustache. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give it four. I I do think it's remarkably well constructed, and I think it's got it has got a lot going on. But that the stuff it's got going on is not quite for me. So I, I'm left unmoved. But it is a strong four. Lovely. Uh, and Magic Mike? It's a five. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I feel ill-equipped to contribute and uh, apologies for having not been able to turn up the sample for that. Um, okay, good. So this has been uh, a, a superb part de to the um, whole... Oh, hang on. Ben has something he'd like uh, to Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, I did, didn't mean to interrupt, but I was just going to sort of, as a to summarize, like, summarize it all, I, I didn't, we didn't disagree with Luca Turin and Tanya Sanchez as much as I thought we would. Like, no. broadly, I would say everyone, like, 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 like Dan said earlier, like, we all liked every suit. Like, there wasn't one that we sort of roundly hammered, was there? I think uh, if we, we did their two and three stars or even their one stars, we disappeared. We disagree more because I think there's some stonkers that that they slam. I think that's more interesting, yeah, arguably, isn't it? Okay, maybe we should do that. It's like when we did, uh, what did we do when we said, we're not going to do that, we're going to do like the opposite of that? (laughs) Do you remember? remember? Uh, We did an episode and we were like, no, it'd be more interesting to do. I can't, I can't remember what it was. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? I'm not completely they, mental. They, yeah. no, you're the not fact that he gives Ted to Hermes three. Yeah. Oh, and Burberry London off. gives one and yeah. he calls it Chav Spit. Um, Chav Spit? not that bad. That's, yeah. It's like you don't know what a Chav is. Isn't he fucking American or some shit? I don't know. Anyway, uh, isn't Odegaga uh, a five-star? No. Did you just send that? I know. Oh, I just games. said that. Just, uh, uh, oh, okay. It should one. be, by the way. It should be a five star. That is a fucking lovely perfume. Uh, really, oh, do you I like it? Yeah, ah. really good. And and not. I mean, I assume it's marketed as femme, but it's not girly at all. It's sort of like the, I mean, to be honest, like it, I mean, I didn't see any of the marketing materials for it, but the bottle's just plain black, and the box was just plain black. It's it's pretty like nondescript, to be honest. Mm. Well, uh, yes, yeah, so, um, yes, uh, Ben also sent us a sample of Eau de Gaga. Uh, oh, no, it is for women and for men. Uh, it's a very nice citrus, uh, very clean, elegant, sharp, and, uh, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that. Um, 
Good. Okay. Anyway, it's been an absolute hoot. Um, uh, Fliss, not to blow too much smoke up your ass, but um, if one more person writes to me telling me that Fliss should be made a permanent member of Les Odorants, I'm going to lose my mind fucking completely. Uh, so thank you very much for being with us. It's been uh, an absolute delight. Uh, and now I think we're going to have to move on to the Luca Turin uh, one, two, three stars and see whether we agree. Um, <laughs> any final thoughts from Ben? No. But <laughs> I should probably say um, thank you to the people that uh, messaged me on Instagram about last week when we were talking about gender uh, because I got a few people messaged me actually sort of saying thanks for talking about it and my dog's really sort of like making this dog sound meaningful, isn't it? All that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I um, yeah, no. Thanks very much for the messages. It was very yeah. kind, and uh, I'm glad. Like some people seem to get something out of it, so good. That's good as well. I too am glad. I, uh, I saw the. Uh, can someone fucking tell Ben to check his bloody messages? Messages. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. Uh, so um, anyway that was Ben's final thoughts that was very sweet uh, yes. Magic Mike any final thoughts from you mm. no. no are people going to know why you're calling me Magic Mike I'm it not, doesn't you know, matter I'm not in it the doesn't... buff I've not, I'm not here in my Chippendale fucking outfit with me, uh, uh, so, me dicky so, bow on okay so I'll explain this once and once only for anyone who's still listening this is like one of those kind of hidden explanations because no <laughs> one's listening still at this point no, in the show that's true. but uh, most weeks uh, James and I join our StreamYard uh, webcast thing where we record this and you can make up your name and uh, this week James has made up his name as Magic Mike XL um, interestingly I've made up mine as the Baron of Techno but ain't no one called me the Baron of Techno ain't no one shown me the respect I deserve for that um, okay so it's a nil response from Magic Mike uh, Fliss Fliss dear Fliss oh I've had so much fun guys I've genuinely had a blast and I'm so pleased that you asked me thank you well it was a pleasure I mean you wouldn't shut up about it so uh, you know we <laughs> In the end, we had to cave in. Uh, okay, good. Listen, it's been a fucking hoot. Uh, in conclusion, I think we can broadly say, after six hours of analysis, that Luca Turin <laughs> and Tanya Sanchez, yeah, they've got a few good perfume picks and, uh, you know, some we don't quite agree with, which was, uh, I probably could have told you that without the six hours of bullshit, but uh, it was the journey, not the fucking destination that mattered. Uh, everybody out there still listening to this shit what the fuck are you doing with your lives why are you still here uh, but thank you anyway and uh, all the information about how to contact us uh, is in the show notes and we look forward to talking to you next time on Les Odorants bye <laughs>
accent. I couldn't be asked to look one up on the internet. I thought I'd just make it up. Oh, yes. Yeah, just use that. Porter claxon. Good. Right. Um, 